This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and you listeners can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and get a free Star Wars item worth $20. Everybody, welcome to episode 211 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, who is talking over my intro. <laughs> Singing 211 over your intro. Only the ah. best band beloved by the greatest people. Uh, Chris Antista. <laughs> Only the coolest people like 311. And, and, and who else not talking? Uh, Night Trapper Dave Rudden. And surprise special guest who wasn't supposed to talk a second ago. Uh, hey, it's Dragon Quest Heroes fanboy Henry Gilbert. Hey. Yay! The circle is complete. Yeah. I am the Puyo to your Tetris. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you brought that up. Obviously, it's it's a very interesting week for video game releases. But uh, two of this week's big releases, Puyo Puyo Tetris and Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest Heroes? Dragon, yes, it has been Dragon Warrior. I, I keep wanting to call it Dragon years. Quest Warriors. Or, what world are we living in where yeah. Puyo Puyo Tetris is a big release? It's the Dragon Quest Dynasty Warriors mashup. No, the big release is Mario Kart 8. But it ain't out until Friday. Friday. That has Boo. nothing to do with our top five, which getting, I am now introducing. Got it. But can I get out this plug? Because we don't, haven't really planned can it Can you yet. wait till I finish my sentence? Hold on. Because <laughs> I know you keep <laughs> interrupting. Time. I have a plan Can I interrupt here. your plug? Please, Dave. Uh, the top See, five this you week is... Nah, I'm going to give it back <laughs> to you We want to play Mario Kart 8 with everybody on release day. So by the time you're yeah. hearing this, like, Come join, join us. Warm up Switch, baby. I'm just excited. It is the best Mario Kart's. I, I don't know. I can't believe how stupid uh, We know we're going to get a copyright strike for it, but we're <laughs> exactly. still going to do it, God There's no it. money in it, just fun. Yes. So join us. So anyway, the two releases oh. I was trying to talk about. <laughs> I know I know you're bored. Just bored. hang with it. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris and Dragon Quest Heroes 2, which are both what mashups mm-hmm. of two other big franchises. Bow. They're the hybrid theory of games. Yes. Ugh. Hybrid theory. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Like the way you say that. <laughs> Uh, so, for this week's top five, I've put together a list of five games that are not crossovers. They're not just mashups. They are hybrids of two existing games that came together, mingled their systems so together want- to create an unholy bastard child. If you want maximum SEO, we call this top five Doritos Locos games. Yes. <laughs> and that's- oh, damn. That's a good one. Top five Doritos Locos games, starting with... Number five... I have a feeling that if anyone knows what this is, it's going to be Henry. Oh, wait, that was a Pokemon talking, wasn't it? It was. All right, so that would be Pokemon Conquest. So, so this is a mashup <laughs> of Pokemon and Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, it brings But it sounds like I just knocked out Okami. <laughs> it, brings, it brings together two of Japan's most popular series, Something called Pokemon yeah. and Nobunaga's Ambition. Woo! What? Right? You guys love Nobunaga's Ambition. I, as a kid, I always pronounced that 
Noah Bunga's ambition. Noah Bunga's, <laughs> Noah Bunga's ambition, dude. <laughs> well, so uh, Nobunaga's ambition is about everybody's favorite Christian killer, uh, Nobunaga. Look he it up, he was Christian himself. He, he converted, wait, oh, although there's some... Wait, isn't he the one that killed all the Christians? No, 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 that came afterwards. Now I'm bored. Because his, his uh, successors <laughs> were like, hey, Nobunaga was Christian, and he let the foreigners have all this influence and power so that he could get their guns. Yeah. Uh, let's start persecuting Christians and kick all the foreigners out. Uh, uh, why is everybody always persecuted? Executing Christians. Yeah. Okay, so uh, no banana pig. <laughs> so if <laughs> so, if you, say about this. If, if you like the Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors game, but wish they were mm. slower in a tactics <laughs> game. That's Nobunaga's ambition. It is a classic tactic game series. It was even on the NES in it's, America. I, I would hesitate to call it tactics. If any, it's it's more strategy because it's like yeah. an overarching thing where you're not you're not doing battles. You're actually like moving armies around. Like mm. I want to take over this province and this town, and I need to uh, manage my resources so that I have this much rice to feed my armies while also having enough gold. Mm. To fund and, everything, so and it's somebody at Koei had nude pictures of Iwata. <laughs> so it was it was a plan. Uh, Nobunaga's ambition were of these strategy games that were about the historical time of the ancient Japanese ruler Nobunaga and how he took over the country for a time. Mm-hmm. And so you play through it each time, not unlike how Dynasty Warriors always tells the same era of mm-hmm. the War of Three Kingdoms, just in an updated fashion each time. Mm-hmm. So too with Nobunaga's ambition. But it was never that popular outside of Japan, and not even that popular in Japan. Yeah, it, it comes to the U.S. all the time, like since yes. the 8-bit it's, days. It's bizarre <laughs> just looking at the series credits and the platforms it's been on. It's almost like every yes. single ah, platform yep. Ever yep. released That's from like the Dragon's Lair level? F- uh, FM Towns uh, Marty MSX. probably <laughs> yeah, two so, versions of the NSC. <laughs> so Nintendo had they've been working as we we'll, might see later on this list. Nintendo has been working a lot with Koei mm-hmm. Tecmo to get exclusives on their console. Does anybody in Japan still <laughs> develop games? And so they team up with Koei Tecmo on things. And originally mm-hmm. the story goes that they presented Pokemon Warriors to to Nintendo and to Game Freak, mm-hmm. and their feeling was. Well, we don't want to see all these and all of our Pokemon fighting giant hordes of other Pokemon. It's mm-hmm. too it's too violent. So instead, they in intent the story is the Pokemon side suggested, mm-hmm. you know, you have a game that's kind of an RPG, which Pokemon is. So they make this thing. Uh, they they mash up the two into Pokemon that, Conquest. That continues with like the one Pokemon versus one Pokemon formula. Yeah, well, so each. And not, I'm not cutting out swaths on, of Snorlax. <laughs> e, no, each unit on the map is one Pokemon, and mm. it's usually like five units versus five units. And you're just going through the map. Units. You're just going through the map, clearing it out, and killing all the, or knocking out all the Pokemon you can. But it also ties into a Pokemonified tale of Nobunaga trying to conquer Japan. And you mm. are in feudal Japan, or. If that's the wrong era to call it. It's, uh, anyway. It, the poem, please. Yeah. You, but you are it's, set there. It's Ronsei. It oh, is Ronsei. the, the okay. Pokemon land. But I think it's that Nobunaga is already in control, and you're trying to uh, wrest control of Ronsei back from him. Mm-hmm. And your main Pokemon is an Eevee, not an AP. Right. Yes. And oh. and so it's it's very much like uh, I, I looked up, because like, I, I know very little about Nobunaga's ambition. Mm-hmm. I, I somehow missed it. Give it, despite the many opportunities, oh, I mean, that it's been bizarre. Given. It was on all those video game magazine covers. <laughs> well, it, it is bizarre for a series to be this like 
ubiquitous yeah. and like have no knowledge I'm of it. I'm shocked it got localized that many times. But mm-hmm. I looked it up because like watching uh, playthroughs of Ambition, it's like this doesn't really look anything like Conquest. So like looking up people talking about it, and apparently mm-hmm. it's it's like a very light version of Nobunaga's Ambition, very where light. it's like you you actually participate in tactical turn based battles. That's probably uh, another top five at some point when Nintendo does cross over into some other game franchise. It tends to make it a lot more user friendly yeah. and a lot less dense. Well, also th- they were saying that like once you finish the main campaign, mm-hmm. then it opens up and becomes more like a Nobunaga's ambition game and and that you're like it's a little more freeform, you can conquer places. Like the town building is very uh, minimal, but uh, that it it sort of feels more like what they're used to. Well, when they first announced it, it was so hyper-Japanese, I felt certain it would never come here. I was like, no, this is just for Japan. Like, this isn't for us. And then they announced it a few months later for America. And I was like, well, shit. It's on every Nintendo platform that's ever existed, Hmm. except the Mm -hmm. Virtual Boy. Mm -hmm. But I mean... It's hmm. just nuts. Like, I've never even heard... I don't really... Hmm. Know that I've ever seen this in motion. No, 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 no ambition. Yeah, and no, Pokemon. No. Yeah, and Pokemon. The no, no, Romance no. of the Three Kingdoms series where it's yeah. like, well, there's a lot of them. Never even and just spent a minute it's on one. Pretty much, as I understand it, it's more or less the same thing as just set in China instead ah. of Japan. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just those are. I mean, I think those are the two main histories that most Japanese mm-hmm. people are like. They're not the same. In school. They're, uh, <laughs> Uh, and in Japan, it's even more direct, where it is literally Pokemon plus Nobunaga's Ambition. That's just uh, what it's called. Using the Puzzles and Dragons formula. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun It was a fun time that really united. You still had the, you know, the type differences and the mm-hmm. different moves. Like, So you did have Pokemon rules in the combat. Yeah. Certain Pokemon, Pokemon were, were weak against other Pokemon. Mm. You had all the, the original Game Boy sounds, as I played at the beginning of this yep. segment. Can but, you capture Nobunaga? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a trainer. No. You can't capture trainers? He's the ultimate trainer. It'll take a while mm. before you fight him. Yeah. But it it was fun. I will admit I never beat it because I just moved on to like one other tactic. Not a real game. fan. Well, I really, Not Henry's ambition. <laughs> I realized recently why I thought I didn't play a ton of games in the last four years, but I think like... No, my my total hours of played games since 2014 has probably been the same. I just played 500 hour games instead of like Fire Emblem Fats. <laughs> I played Fire Emblem Fats three times, and then I'm I, a single for your time. And then I put 120 hours in a Shin Megami Tensei game, and then played another Shin Megami Tensei game for 120 hours. Fire it's, Emblem Fats ambition is to steal your time. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. There's a new one coming. It's, it's funny we're talking Never about those. More relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny we're talking about Shin Megami Tensei and Fire Emblem because oh. this next entry has nothing to do with either. Oh, oh. Henry Gilbert Dictees. Objection. Uh, Chris, I bet you don't even recognize this at all. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Professor Lighten mm-hmm. and the glorious bridge to Axe Attorney Phoenix Man yep. <laughs> meets the ghost. A pleasure. My name is Herschel Layton. And I'm Luke Triton. Nice to meet you. I'm Maya Fay. And this is Nick, my assistant baker. 
Phoenix Wright, pleased to meet you. Because it's How a repo. You're a baker now. You're not a lawyer anymore. Those don't exist. When did they meet Harvey Birdman? Uh, <laughs> in the next game. Okay. That was a good game. That was a good game. <laughs> in the Ace Attorney formula. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Yeah. yeah. you got to get all those names yes. in there and these official logos. I, I remember when it was first announced again, that one... I think it was close to two years between its yeah. Japanese release and American one. It yeah. just, I think it was this issue of like who would publish it? Nintendo, Level 5, mm -hmm. Capcom, you know? And they, yeah, because I think it was a Level 5 joint for the most part. Yet Level 5 <clears throat> made it, yeah. What, but brought upon more... the, the original Phoenix Wright writer mm -hmm. who didn't work on yeah. Dual Destiny. Well, because they were super into mm -hmm. Phoenix Wright. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they wanted a new Phoenix Wright game, so they offered it up, and Capcom obliged them. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So, yeah. So, what's the, the conceit of this one is, like, they both, they meet these witches and get dragged back into time to this they, medieval village. There's time travel to a medieval village, and they are in literally a witch trial, and I believe it is... Balanced betwixt uh, Leighton looking around gameplay uh -huh. and, and puzzle solving. And puzzle solving. Then that leads to evidence that will be used in Phoenix Wright objectioning things. Mm, yep. Objectionifying things. So back then we were all like harangued every day with questions about this game, right? Is that everybody's <laughs> yeah, experience? So. We all this coming out? out? Is that why it hurts to hear just the title? <laughs> When's yeah, Marvel? <laughs> what? Well, Where's my cartridge? <laughs> well, let's get a physical release. I get it. It's the funniest yes. Yes, game I've ever heard of. Uh, I made some Disney Afternoon videos for Capcom, uh -huh. and it really helps to go look at the page and read every single YouTube comment as Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what do you think about Tailspin? When's Mega Man X9? Mm -hmm. I don't want this. I want Anamusha HD Trilogy. Devil May Cry 4 Remastered, please. Like, what the... <laughs> Whatever happened to Fox Hunt? All of my thoughts below Tailspin. <laughs> like, dude, it, it's so much fun. It's just a suggestion box to put ideas in. It is where Capcom gets all its suggestions, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube comments. Why can't I control my mouth? Why don't my metrics mean anything? Uh, but I do believe Nintendo was the publisher. In America. Eventually, yes, yes in yes, America. Eventually. Well, Level 5 still isn't a... Full North, North American, American publisher. publisher. Yeah, they, they, they will put out stuff on app stores mm -hmm. and some downloads. But, but Nintendo published all the Phoenix right or yeah. the Layton games anyway. Yeah. I, I was about to do that with Lady Layton in. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not what it's called here. But. Not playing that one. Yeah, I know <laughs> these but, women mm -hmm. are taking over our Layton games. So yeah, Phoenix Wright keeps getting thrust back into these places where like the justice system is extremely backward. Mm -hmm. According to the law, all those found to be witches will be executed and dumped into a literal fiery <laughs> pit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it's not the routine and button-down Ace Attorney l no. lawyer universe that's very accurate. I, <laughs> I have evidence. Shut up. You fail. Start over. You presented at the wrong time. Yes, uh, <laughs> Phoenix Wright and Professor Layton get along quite well. Yeah. Uh, Layton proves himself to be a real man of action in this one. He keeps mm. getting into fights with sticks and swords. And, oh, uh, Phoenix gets in, or Layton gets in sword fights all the time yeah. in these games. He's, he's a real uh, Sherlock Holmes type. That's definitely. true. That's true. Well, they realized they needed more exciting anime cutscenes, I believe, mm -hmm. so that's how they ended up doing that. Well, me Meanwhile, uh, Nick is still just kind of a boring guy. But I, but I like about Phoenix, or one of my favorite things in Phoenix, right, is when you 
you've clearly proven your client didn't do it, mm-hmm. but they're still like, well, we need to know who did do it or else yeah. this guy's still going to jail. <laughs> you need like, to prove someone else's guilt. Yes. It's not just <laughs> that this guy's not guilty. Yeah. we got to mm-hmm. find somebody else's guilt. It's poison yeah. that we're injecting our prisoners with is going bad soon. we got to use yeah. it. That's literally <laughs> exactly. a story that I've read. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, real Let, world. Let's talk more about yeah. the death penalty here, guys. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to say about Leighton versus Wright? Uh, I would have played it, but it would have been a liability to know anything. You know, I, I just want to say it is an outrage that this was versus Phoenix Wright and not V, mm-hmm. like a legal brief. Mm-hmm. That would be more appropriate. I would figure it's more of an outrage in terms in of case Capcom of v. Wright. versus titling. Because yeah. mm-hmm. generally the last property in the title are the ones who developed yeah. the game. Ah, yeah. Um, then, only buck that trend. Yeah. Interesting. I also want to evoke the amazing PlayStation 1 fighting game versus. But that doesn't... Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that game up. Yeah. Remember it? I, I remember it just because it had a girl who wore, like, low-slung pants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Over a G-string. <laughs> anyway. I think you know what this is. Uh, seeing as how the only language you have available is Japanese, I'm going to bet uh-huh. this is Tokyo Mirage Session. It ah. is! Yes, that is uh, the ultimate Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem mashup. Yes. It was really great. I And, and, and whose voice was that we were just hearing? I, was that Marth? That was Krom. Oh, Krom. Krom's your performer. He's the first, well, he's the first Mirage that you get. Yes. Which is, yeah. Well, no, he's actually your performer. I it's thought performer was like the stuff that like humans have inside them when they perform. Uh, no, you're right. Your performance is released <laughs> oh, and your Mirage is those guys. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So, all right, guys. Do you love Persona 5? Mm-hmm. What if it was brighter colored? Mm-hmm. Uh, was about dude. It splashes chirp- pink where I walk. What if it like- was about chirpier che- teens who are mm. less troubled by things and had an original J-pop soundtrack? Oh, hey. that is Tokyo Mirage Sessions. And-, and was a mashup not just of Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei, but also Mystic Messenger, in that it has a social media app built into the Wii U's. Gamepad. Something finally happens on the goddamn gamepad. Yeah. Like mm. it was, it was the last Wii U game that mattered. Like yeah. I mean, technically Paper Mario, blah 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 came technically out. Technically Zelda, mm. but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not an exclusive. It doesn't count. Mm. It's on the Switch. All right, fine. It's just the phrase but, a social media app in the Wii U gamepad makes me think of. Hey, I only post a Twitter via the uh, gamepad. I, I use the internet browser. It's, I type in my tweets with the stylus. It's so easy. They yeah. put in all the hashtags for me. <laughs> it, has its, it has its own in-game social media app called Topic, which is really more of just a text messenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can, you can sometimes pick between like different responses mm-hmm. to give to your friends. And uh, it's kind of funny to watch YouTube playthroughs to grab oh. sounds because every time a Topic exchange comes up, it's just... You get to stare at the character looking at their phone uh, for a, a minute. Topic is the official social media app of Linda Richmond. <laughs> uh, so topic. you play as a bunch of chippy, <laughs> chipper teens who uh, are becoming J-pop stars, as in pop music singers, and they are they also also are figuring out that 
that empowers them to be great fighters in this mirage world or this shadow world or the metaverse or whatever you call it of the persona world that then leads you to go into dungeons and the dungeons are also based out of shibuya and they are per it's it is a beautiful rendition of shibuya or at least of the main street of shibuya the tekken intersection we we call yeah. it shorthand here at laser time well it's really crazy to play it and then play persona 5 because yep. persona 5 takes you right up to that cross but then if you cross that street then you're in tokyo mirage sessions you can't go Uh-oh. on that side of the street in tokyo huh. mirage in, in, in persona the, 5 in the meeting place i'm at now in persona 5 it overlooks that intersection very oh clearly. sure yes yeah you've got i mean yeah can you go to I, love it. I was playing it with my girlfriend and she's like is the dog there i'm like let's it fucking is that's yeah. great it's not officially hachiko though which is like is that Copywritten or something like it. It's One not of the Hachiko. longest ending trademarks ever. It's not Hachiko in the Persona Five or in Tokyo Mirage Sessions either. But Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a ton of fun. I loved it quite a lot. I mean, it's it's mostly a Persona game with with Fire Emblem characters, but then it also incorporates. And again, the theme here is it has to incorporate gameplay from both franchises. Okay. Oh. Uh, I should have explained that at the beginning. Uh, but said so we talked about the Mario Kart stream. I went. Yes, around. because you interrupted. <laughs> That's what happens when you interrupt. Uh, Mario Kart. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. <laughs> And because you interrupted, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> but anyway, so it's it, like Fire Emblem. Yeah, Michael it, it will does turn have, this podcast around. Shut up. It does have the Fire Emblem system of strengths and weaknesses where, mm-hmm. like, depending on whether you've got, like, a sword or a, sh- or a spear or different Axe. kinds of magic, you know, what, uh, enemies are all weak to different things. Also, uh, you can team up with session attacks, which sound like this. Yes. So I actually like, like she missed it. Man, there that she maybe the only session attacks I make are against our attorney general. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like the session attacks in this because what it is, it's like uh, if you get a skill and one of your uh, character, other characters has like a complementary skill, like and you attack. You use an attack that an enemy is weak against, and they have a follow-up attack to that, then they will all, like, jump in and attack after you. Mm. So it's kind of cool. You you hit the right enemy with the right thing, and all three of your characters will just attack without losing a turn. All yeah. Out attack. It's awesome, and, the, and the, they chain together in the same way that they would... Or it chains together in, in ways that increase your relationships, like they do in fire and modern Fire Emblem games as well. And the chain, but the chaining also works in the way that it always has in Shin Megami. Uh, it works kind of like the one more. You hit that weakness, you get that one more attack, and so it plays into what the SMT games did so well, but in the more Fire Emblem type way. And I also just like the way you are costumed after unlocking your uh, f- your outer space friend from Fire Emblem. You then kind of wear their costume, but it's kind of an in between thing of like. Well, Krom yep. is my Mirage, but I wear kind of Krom's outfit, sh- fit, and I use a Falchion. And Krom looks sort of like Rizel from Soul Reaver for some yeah. reason? Well, because they've all kind of forgotten themselves because they've got transferred over from a sh- from their realm into ours, and it kind of confused them. They lost their... They, they, they have video game amnesia. All of them do. Mm. And, uh, of course, Tiki is a Vocaloid in it as well. She ah. she is basically Hatsune Miku, except also Lolly, which is just like... <laughs> they they indulge in that a bit, though, in obvi- though of course, as an SJW, I liked how much they censored and ruined the game Ooh, for America by getting no rid vagina of... vagina bones? You know, <laughs> vagina bones. They got, rid of, uh, they got rid of Bikini DLC. 
They ruined the game, and I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of which, um, they they put a character in here that's like we oh need boy. to we need to put something in here for the Americans who we know are going to buy our game. Smelly boy. No, it's Buddy Goodman. Yes. I love when uh, Japanese voice actors try to do an American accent yeah. because number one, it's just like, oh, the words are rounded like this. <laughs> they, like, they, they all sound like Jesu. They like, sound like latter day impressions of Douglas Fairbanks. Well, but I'll save you. I, it sounds like when you play somebody like talking backwards and then reverse it. <laughs> Hello, but, oh, I, okay. I'm a person. Well, that's what drives me crazy with Barry is that he. He is so Barry is basically the Megadeth guitarist who went to Japan and loves Dave Japan. Yes, who, who lives in Japan and is fluent in the language and all that. But, and yet he says English words like this. Everybody rookie, which is the for the record, everybody rookie, mm-hmm. or oh. wh- everyone who comes in here for the first time is a rookie. Is how it's translated. Is that what he, I said he said everybody look here. Well, that's what that is what bothers me. That I feel like. An American saying borrowed words would say it in an American accent. They wouldn't. Well, he say he it. even says his own name, Body Goodman. Ah. I'm a trumpet cheeseburger. Well, so look, everybody look <laughs> So look, I do know. I know people who lived in Japan who are fluent in the word. They like they have to. Sometimes they do say their name yeah. the way a Japanese person would say it. They understand it. it. Yes. You so. have, and as an American going to Japan, the first thing you have to do is. Bust into a room and just say your name very loud. Yeah, what up? I'm Oprah Sue. Well, I mean, our buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, our old buddy Brett, he t- had the story about how he would just say Brett, and nobody, a Japanese person didn't understand. It's like, are you not done there. with your word? So, well, I mean, it does sound like Brett. Or, well, I mean, it's not as shortened as say just Brett McKenzie did it, and like, it's me, Brett. Brett it's, it's me, the intro to. <laughs> God damn it. So, Brett had to say Bretto. Like, because that is that Bretto. Bretto. Yeah, to them it probably sounds like the opening of Bray Wyatt's intro. Bret! 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 Yeah. You just bring that Beretta with them all the time. But no, only people who don't speak English have weird voices and they don't sound normal. That's what I'm saying. No, I kid. Uh, but that also shows you... The game is so Japanese, I was sure... I felt, I felt worried it wouldn't come here. But the Nintendo was I, so desperate for content, yep. they had to oh, put yeah. it out. If it was a if it was a Nintendo exclusive, there's no way it won't mm-hmm. come here anymore. Yeah, though obviously they were not mm-hmm. going to spend any kind of budget to re-record dialogue with Americans. Yep. Though I think they were in a stickier situation with it because it's singing, and so they don't just have to cast somebody to be the voice of the character. They also have to cast somebody to be the singing voice of the character. Do they really though? I if you've heard dubs where the voice is su- like a song is sung by a dub actor Leonardo who, sings every song. Yeah, it's just like you can't sing. You're a good actor, but fly me to the moon. No, I mean, can, can't they just like keep the songs in Japanese, <laughs> which is what people expect and want anyway? I guess they could have. But then again, if you're buying a game set in Shibuya that's all about J-pop and that is so Japanese that has Tokyo in the title. You're fine. Like, nobody yeah. wants dub. They're going to yeah, play with the yeah. Japanese language anyway. I think you're, you're... I, I agree, and I would have strongly agreed uh, about 20 years ago, but now I kind of feel like if I'm playing a game with uh, strictly Japanese yeah. vocals, like, 
it may as well just not have any speaking parts because like I don't really understand this. It just adds flavor. I can never to the like pack. just drift away and like check my phone during shit. Mm-hmm. Uh... Well, when I played Persona Five, I did it before. I did pre-release for review, and so. The Japanese vocals weren't download. They are only a download for the game, and so I didn't get to play it in Japanese. And my second playthrough, I'll play it in Japanese, just because it is the the voice acting's fine in it. The voice acting's actually pretty fucking great. But to me, it's just like, dude, you guys are you're all so Japanese that you ha- you should be speaking Japanese. And the weirdest part is when they say go to a place where they speak English to mm-hmm. people, or they're just like. Oh man, I don't know how to speak English to this person. It's like you're, you're speaking English. Right it's now. I yeah. actually like when I'm playing Persona Five. I'm pretty shocked by that. It's it seems like the most localized yet unlocalized thing I've ever played. It's very clear where its setting is and what they're doing, and they. It's Some in English, say, but it's I, just. Like, I think when when they having trouble, like I don't know how to speak English, they could, should go up and like speak the clumsiest Japanese imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the anime Azamangadayo, the way they dealt with that, oh what, because, I don't know. Uh, yeah. One of the one of the lead characters in it is an English teacher mm. in a Japanese high school, and many jokes with her involve her speaking English and the, their students doing bad at English. But for them to do it in the dub, they made her a Spanish teacher in the mm. class, and they ah. kind of just rewrite the jokes for Spanish. But that's normally the level of like we want to sh- we want to make everybody forget this is set in a foreign country, and that Persona Five doesn't bother to do that yet. Localize, I don't know. I it's, love it. It's the Phoenix Wright eating sushi and saying, "Eat your hamburgers." I have, <laughs> I, I yes, that. I have, I have a ton of complaints, minor complaints about Persona, but none of it is because that's what it does best. Is it like this is what it's like to live in Japan. The homophobic and, stereotypes are my least favorite part of Persona. But that's but the, so the, the, the part of like walking around and going to these places and doing what a Japanese teenager does yeah. is like seems to be the focus because the rest of it is like I can't do that now. What the fuck? Japanese game? teenagers Jesus. love uh, eating giant hamburgers and go into batting cages. They just oh, yeah. love it. And but their favorite thing is for a cat to tell them to go to bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You drives know, me crazy. I'm just like, no, Moda. I'm staying yes. up. Uh, remember that that thing you told me where we can uh, craft items for this thing that I can't open or I could train to build up my. Let's not do that now. Let's not do that. Now. <laughs> Aren't you tired? Why did you introduce this to me hours ago? You're too tired. So you could forget about it the next day. It's well, so... TM. Well, Tokyo Mirage Sessions doesn't have any of that. Mm. You do have a calendar that moves forward, mm. but there's no Does there's no time. It? Does it pass? Mm. The, there's no time passing stuff. The and you. In between, in between dungeons, they then are just like, "Hey, there's like four side story missions you can just do if you wanna." Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. And usually, you're treated with a new song and a, and a music video. You must have some of the songs here, Michael. Don't I, you? I didn't. I didn't have any set aside. <gasps> I'm sure I'm playing some behind us as we talk. Uh. Well, if you want to hear me talk all about the great soundtrack to it, listen to. SM-tober, uh, part four on VG Empire, where we talk all about Tokyo Mirage Sessions in the last 20 minutes. All right, fantastic. Let's move on to... Number two. <laughs> this is gonna be a match to remember. <laughs> Fight! Is this a rule that they'd be all be Japanese games? <laughs> I think they are all yeah, Japanese Yeah, yeah. Well, I think if, if your criteria was that they try and mesh game types... Yeah. Just, America does that shit all the time with, like, this character appears in this game, but it doesn't uh-huh. represent his franchise. You haven't played Call of Duty X Modern Warfare, <laughs> or Medal of Honor? 
Well, I think Je- I think American or Western corporations maybe you're less likely to yeah. befriend, be friendly in the name of making money, or together. to band together to survive. Totally not. Yeah, they're not that. They're not as desperate. Activision isn't calling up Ubisoft to be like. Can we publish this game together? We gotta sell a million yeah. copies. You haven't played the latest uh, Telltale 2K game? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have any guesses as to what this is? Here's a hint. Those voices you heard were Chun-Li and Mai Shiranui. Uh, I totally forgot. Uh, this let me sure play remember. this long-ass intro from its announcer. This is the tournament for the new millennium. Well, I don't know which, which is this. You'll experience the most exciting battle in history. Let's get ready to battle. Feel the intensity when power and technique collide. Crush the competition. A battle beyond your imagination. Let the martial arts madness begin. 2001 is the year we make contact. Welcome to the revolution. Capcom. Versus SNK2. Why <laughs> 2? Now that's a good American accent. So here's why 2. Uh, I, I tried to look at all the different uh, Capcom versus games for this. Uh, I was originally thinking like Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. That's a good one. But if you want to talk about games yeah. mashed together, yeah. like uh, so, this is this is really technically kind of complicated. Yeah. The the first Capcom versus SNK was just like all right, well. We're mashing together a bunch of characters from Street Fighter and King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. And Not to be confused with SNK versus Capcom. Yeah, and and regardless of which ones you pick, no, SNK versus Capcom is also really good for the no, Neo no, but they're Geo different Pocket. games. Yeah, they're totally different games. It's also much simpler. Uh, so Capcom versus SNK was like you can either choose to play regardless of who you pick, you can choose to play Capcom style, like Street Fighter style, uh. or King of Fighters style, and two had six different yeah, grooves yep. that you could uh-huh. choose from, each representing a different fighting style. Like, three of them were like... Uh, here, it's like in uh, plays like the Alpha games, where you have mm. these moves available, and you can build up to three levels on your super combo meter, or you can play uh, like A-style, which I think was s- sort of close to the V-ism from Alpha 3, and uh, P-style, so it was like C-A-P-S-N-K... And then, like, the uh, SNK style was, like, each... Like, you had K, which was, like, the Samurai Showdown Rage Gauge. Wow. And, uh... Like, like and, Jack Black from Tenacious D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, you could you could charge up your, your meet, super meter by, like, holding down buttons. So, like... Which was used in, like, two King of Fighters games. Mm. So, like, this is crazy wow. mashup of all these gameplay styles... Uh, to suit plasma sword style, yeah, well, like style. It, it had like not just Street Fighter characters, but style. like this wide assortment, like huge roster yeah. of mm-hmm. Capcom and SNK characters. It had Samurai Showdown characters. It had Last Blade characters. Like, this and from whatever, I don't mean to speak on behalf of the fighting game community because none of us are really representative of that. I yeah. am. Don't worry, Stop <laughs> it. Dave. I know you love Toeball, but yes, uh, but but the like, best game in the fighting this, game community. This was one, the game that was embraced by the fighting game community, mm-hmm. and in between, like a big drought of like yeah. it was Marvel vs. Capcom two on Xbox original. But it wasn't online. Mm. Well, the the original Xbox was online. It was like one of the first great like not the not MVC, but this was yes. yes, This was so like this was like I remember it was years old, and and friends would come over and continue like, okay, I want to learn this now. Mm -hmm. I want to rediscover this, and this this to me kept the scene alive for a number of years Mm -hmm. in between a like a 
kind of a barren time for fighting game releases. Time, and yes. the different grooves were important mm-hmm. because why? If you choose the wrong groove, you may just lose. What was that? I feel like Nickelodeon shows about to start. Sounds like the announcer from Video but, Game Armageddon and the yeah, Wizard. I also remember the Xbox version of this. Like, you, you could customize different characters. Like, you could actually mess with the palette. Like, I, I had, like, a version of Raiden that I just made. Like, Raiden, the, the big bear wrestler from mm. King of Fighters, or Fatal Fury, that I just the made, third like... third most popular Raiden in video yeah, games. Yeah, I made him all flesh-colored and called him El Nudo. So he was, <laughs> he was the nude. Uh, I had, like, a zombie version of Evil Iori, Yagami, uh... And it was a lot of fun to play online. The problem was that that version and the GameCube version had EO, or Easy Operation. Where you could just pull off super moves by flicking the thumbstick, and it completely wrecked everything. Yeah. I can just turn it off or just tell your Yeah, that's true. I think the thing was... Well, but the GameCube controller wasn't made to be used on a fighting game that wasn't Smash Bros. Yeah, that's true. It's it's got a giant green button in the middle. (laughs) Flick the yellow stick. Yeah. It's a lot easier than doing it. Sure, you can, you know. But I, what I really liked about the Capcom versus SNK games was that they, in the instruction booklet, they had the house style for SNK drawings of the Capcom characters, mm. and then the Capcom right. house style drawings of the SNK characters. Oh, so you had you had anime SNK characters and like more realistic styled Capcom characters. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of when. They, the, the brief period that we all thought there would actually be a Tekken X Street Fighter to, to match Street Fighter X Tekken. I don't recall hey, somebody hey, It's there, not off the table. There was you're, a you're render. There was an image of Ryu in Tekken style. And it was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Akuma I don't looks want to a little better in Tekken yeah. 7. I'll yeah. give him that. Although, Capcom versus SNG2 was, I think, the only time that you will see uh, Kyosuke from Rival Schools. It's the guy with the glasses yeah. as the cover uh, character. Not that the bad guy. Crazy. The bad guy is the guy you want from Rival Schools. Yeah, but no, it's it's uh, it's it's the guy with the glasses and who look who looks sort of like uh, fuck him, Elton John in the white suit or whatever. <laughs> Beats your Rival Schools character. Man. Uh, I also liked how they would the number of in jokes they got in there, but especially about Dan and Guy. Mm-hmm. Because ah uh, yeah. Oh, do we got some of that? I no, I, I don't have any of that. But that was one of my favorite things. And well, well, Dan and, and Rio. Uh, oh, it's right, Rio. Yeah, it's not. Guy. Wasn't Dan Hibiki kind of a parody of yeah. someone? Well, from, Rio yeah. was a parody of Ryu. Mm-hmm. He was he was a Ken and Ryu clone uh, put into a Fatal Fury game, and then Dan was a parody of Rio. Yeah. Uh, or had uh, yeah had parodies he, of he, him. he was like a combined parody of. Rio and Robert Garcia, who was like oh, the, yeah. the Ken of Art of Fighting. <laughs> so he had like the ponytail and like the rip sleeves, yeah. and he was absolutely pathetic. As I talk about extensively in my Classic Games Radar article, The Pathetic History of Danny Abiki, <laughs> which you should all go look at. You uh, even probably read now? No, it's probably destroyed. Yeah. Pathetic like, terrible layout. Uh, yeah, I also. Oh, yeah, and they had great jokes about how Joe. Joe Hibiki. No, the. Uh, the the kickboxer from ki- from Fatal Fury, uh, Joe Higashi. Joe Higashi. Uh, that Gosh. he, I never thought of him as the Dan of Fatal Fury, but yeah, he's then, always partnering with Dan in that series. Yeah, for it's some just reason. like this is a real knockdown for you. Yeah. You were because he was he was the 
he was the comic relief in the Fatal Fury anime, mm-hmm. but he wasn't treated as like, get out of here, Joe, you're a yeah. loser. Like they didn't. That wasn't well, how he was treated. It, it's especially weird because if you play through the story mode of the first Capcom versus SNK, uh, they neither Dan nor Joe are playable, and yet they invariably are the winners of the tournament because <laughs> your team gets sidetracked at the last minute to go fight Geese Howard or M. Bison Geese. or whoever. Yeah. But you don't, you don't get to actually win the tournament, but it's meaningless by the mm-hmm. end anyway, so who cares? I love when the canon winners of tournaments are the worst characters. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. But you're <laughs> right, Capcom versus SNK2 really com- uh, completes their styles in the same game. <laughs> you say, almost said that like the announcer. It's a it. weird analogy for like, there was kind of a like a lot of character jabs at the other series. Oh yeah. And it's sort of like, don't talk shit. Because you might have to end up working with those people someday. <laughs> well, and I that game is like that realized. Like yeah. this this character that's a parody of you yeah. has yeah. to team it's up like with when, that person. When Gilbert met Goldberg. <laughs> yes. And I noticed the uh, the jokes between like Dan and the other characters came up more often in the SNK games. Like mm. SNK versus Capcom on Neo Geo Pocket and SVC Chaos, which was the rather disappointing follow up to Capcom versus mm. SNK. Too. Yeah, no, but they had like little cutscenes where like the characters would interact and. Dan like meets uh, Mr. Karate and he's like father <laughs> and like no not me no <laughs> but yeah I remember uh, please one- Mr. Karate is my father yeah one one of my favorite uh, put downs <laughs> one of my favorite put downs from SVC Chaos was Akuma saying uh, beating you was as easy as smacking a baby not that I'd ever do that <laughs> like really like you care what I think suddenly I can like I can probably text the person who wrote that note. <laughs> to add that last line in there. Oh, hey, and by <laughs> the way, if you, en- if you enjoy those uh, Neo Geo Pocket mm-hmm. versions of those, you should be excited for the upcoming Pocket Rumble. Yes. One of the mm-hmm. Nindies for the it's Switch. very strange. What a weird thing to make It was just people like, I to. want to make a Neo Geo Pocket Color Fighter. There's a ton of people who never got to uh, experience the Wonder Swan. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're going to put that out for any audience, the Switch audience is that audience. Oh, yes, yes absolutely. They're starving. <laughs> they also would likely remember the Neo Geo Pocket yeah. color. Right. But they'll take anything. Yeah. As as great as Capcom vs. SNK2 was, it cannot be our... <laughs> because this exists. Gotcha! All done! Hell yeah! Yes! So this is a mini-game. This is too many games, actually, that we're going to talk about. Saru gets you, right? It's well, Snake versus Monkey yes. is what it was called in the American version. So, Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence and Ape Escape Three mm-hmm. had a bizarre crossover. Yeah, where there was basically they had mini games uh, where each one would ape the yeah. other franchise. So, Metal Gear Solid Three got. Again, Snake versus Monkey, which was a little adventure where Snake would kind of go through these short missions where he'd have to, uh, quote-unquote, rescue a bunch of monkeys with those siren helmets mm-hmm. uh, by tranquilizing them and catching them. Yeah. And then he'd you know, do a little dance, which was a cool touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also had a, a complete story with the original voice actors. Mm-hmm. Your mission is to infiltrate the jungle and capture all of the monkeys. Again. <laughs> you said monkeys? Yes, monkeys. This isn't really my thing. It's not like someone else couldn't handle a stealth mission. Don't say that. 
This is the genre we turned over every leaf in. Why don't you make Sam or Gabe do the job? Uh -huh. Snake. Isn't this just some monkey catching action? Uh, uh, Sam and Gabe, cute. of course, being Sam Fisher of Splinter Cell and Gabe Logan of Siphon Filter. Ah. Uh, Be sure to tranquilize them before they start masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> uh, shit. Unfortunately, uh, when it came time for Ape Escape 3 to do Metal Gear Saru, or mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid, it was as it was called in the U.S. What is Saru? Get... Saru was the Japanese title. Saru Gichu. Saru Gichu, which yeah. is Sa but it's it's monkey catch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Saru Saru was Japanese for monkey. Okay, mm -hmm. but wait, this is like the English title. Or did Ape Escape 3? Yes, I it did. I forgot about that series it did, on the PS1. Uh, yes. Well, I that's, think that's, it was published by Sony. I'm not sure. It is. It is. Because I, I remember I had to double check that in my mind. Because I thought this happened because Ape Escape was a Konami game. But it turns out it fucking wasn't. It's, no. it's insane. It's sort of like... It was the first big game that used yeah. the dual shot. It's like if, in Metal Gear 5 if, yeah. like, Knack showed up. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like here's our flagship mascot character that didn't quite take hold. Yeah. But, but so Metal Gear Solid yeah. was, like, the... the I think Snake vs. Monkey is more the clear mashup in that it's like Ape Escape gameplay, but with Solid Snake and his tranquilizer gun, etc. Uh, this is just transposing a monkey character into Metal Gear. All, mm. all monkey characters, really, where uh, you are playing as a monkey version of Solid Snake called Peepo Snake. Anyway, here's a clip. This is Snake. Anyone on this codec frequency? If you can hear this, get back to me right away. Clearly not David Hader. Okay. I can make out the voice of a monkey. But let me guess. You're an agent who's been warped in here. Okay. 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 <laughs> you're short brimming with confidence, aren't you? So you've come to find me. Okay. 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 The Ukikiki is your character who looks is a monkey who looks like Solid Snake. Complete with like a five o'clock shadow and a mullet. But it doesn't remind me of like how there's a list you can find online. Like here is what in Japan they say that every the noise that every animal makes, and it's like it's not the same. No, monkeys say ki ki ki, not ooh ooh ah ah. How weird. Yeah, how weird. Ours is the right way. Yes, yes. clearly. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that's difficult. Always forever. Yes, to localize somebody. Like Greg was telling me the translation of the just the character's name of Phoenix Wright. And the name Phoenix comes from the shape of like the fucking kanji. That's the kind of language jokes yeah. that Japanese makes. I, I thought that I always thought that like Phoenix was like a reference to like the original Japanese title was like turnabout courtroom. So like yeah. a phoenix is a turnabout. It rises from its. But own there's ashes. like all that, and like right was like because somewhere the title was like an affirmative or like correct. Yeah. Um, well, like the character's name is like Naruhudo something, which, yeah, which like, is, Naruhudo is like I see. It's so bizarre, but it's like a pun that doesn't exist in our language. And part yeah. of that is onomatopoeia and fucking just the shape of a goddamn kanji. Well, to everyone who has ever said, it's easy to translate a Japanese game. Just yeah, plug it like into it, Google Translate. You have never dealt with a Japanese pun. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't it, it, the puns, are Dave, are like just master level. Oh, you, would, you, would, you would love them. <laughs> I gotta learn Japanese. Yeah. Uh, well, so much of it Japanese is... For years I just want to say, no one wanted to love Ape Escape. Escape more than I did. I, mm. The first mm. one's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's the DualShock Killer app. I'll say it that was, much. It was them doing a great Nintendo-style mm -hmm. thing of, we've got a new tool, let's do everything we can mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. And Ubisoft published the sequel in the U.S., so it was therefore also the best. Oh, oh, I yeah. <laughs> All right, check that box. <laughs> well, the lead character Why is in this Ma monkey in jumping Ape into hay. 
The lead character in Ape Escape 2 wasn't as cool as the one in 1, but you can unlock the lead of mm. 1 in uh. 2. Yeah. And then 3 was like a, a like a boy and a girl. Yeah. So it was Ooh. a little like, eh, it's not quite the same, but... Uh, girl monkey pass. Yeah. You still, you still have, like, Colonel Campbell talking to the, the professor from Ape Escape and, you know... Yeah, that memorable character that everyone loves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The professor sure. from Ape Escape. Sure. But those were good. Those were good team-up games that really mm-hmm. captured what was special about they Escape. They did. It's one of the most bizarre team-ups ever. I yeah. really... I, like, Complete tonal yeah. shift hate for to, each series. Yeah, I hate yeah. to say this such a cliche, but to be a fly on the wall when somebody pitched yeah. that, and like, why? <laughs> I think it, it was just like Kojima just said, I like this thing. Maybe. Let's that could have been it. Yeah. Like, it could have been, he could have come to them, the concept. It, I mean, most, especially with Kojima uh, characters, it does feel just like a handshake. Like, yeah. him being in Smash Brothers Brawl, I feel like him and Sakurai both just said, we agree to be cool. <laughs> yeah, but that happened when, like, Konami games are being published on that system, including Metal Gear yes, games. Yeah, that's true. I have one word for you. Bana le lu le lo. I have two words for you. <laughs> Everybody look here! <laughs> that is two words. All right, yeah. it's not look yeah. here. No, uh, everybody rookie. Uh, anyway, so that's our top five mashups. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some very night trappy news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. <laughs> Get scratching. What up, Video Game Apocalypse listeners? Uh, I'm here to tell you that this week's episode is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Heard of Geek Fuel? There's this super awesome uh, mystery box that gets sent to your house once a month or uh, of your choosing. Or you can, what I found, a really cool gift for somebody. But you can get it sent to them and it contains six to eight items and an exclusive shirt. Uh, previous Geek Fuel boxes have included stuff from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Ghostbusters, Halo, Zelda, pop figures, all that stuff. But uh, right now, I believe if you act really fast, South Park. South Park is uh, included in April, and I believe if you really wanted to, you could sign up for uh, something specific in regards to Game of Thrones, Star Trek, or Doctor Who. Man, I wish I knew more about Doctor Who in 2017, but alas, I do not. But I do know a little more about Geek Fuel. <laughs> if you like pint glasses, cards, posters, t-shirts, a bunch of tchotchke uh, representing a bunch of your favorite stuff, and I know I do, uh, each box contains a guaranteed $50 worth of stuff for as little as $14 a month plus shipping and handling. Uh, if this sounds interesting to you, it would be behoovy of you to go to geekfuel.com slash laser time uh, and re- you will receive a free Star Wars item worth 20 bucks just for using that URL. Again, that's geekfuel.com slash laser time. Thank you, Geek Fuel. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. This weekend, uh, on Friday, I went, my girlfriend had a Groupon for archery. I really thought that was a lame excuse to get out of doing work. No, I literally had, and it was like, this is the last day she could do it, and it was like, it's always weird to go to like, uh, like this is like an archery like kind of superstore, so like one half of it is like doing archery. I told you that shit with like Dolly Parton, like I'm stepping into a fan base that I know nothing about that's existed all around me for years. Yeah, there's like four guys at the counter, like two guys, (laughs) two guys working the counter, two guys get a compound bow. Yeah, two two regulars who are like they're wearing their their Mm. archery jackets and they got their like 
their pro level bows. Arch Deluxe Antonio. There's so many different bows in the background. There's like posters like, oh, look, the the, the top bowman of 1997. Look at him. He signed the poster. Isn't that cool? And it's like, this is a world I know nothing what about. The fuck? Every time I see something about. like that, now yeah. all I think of like, oh, there's still jobs out there. Yeah. <laughs> I could be the guy who mats the poster for the archery Especially since, like, oh, a, a bow is, will cost you $700. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was super fun. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. And we're back. Let's just jump straight in with... Biggest release, which is not out yet, but Chris wants to talk about anyway. No, that, that, sorry. That I just want to get the plug into the top because we didn't know we were going to do... We didn't confirm we were going to do that until we talked about it with each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, we hadn't made the proper plug. So anybody listening to this on Friday, I wanted to make sure they knew at the top. We had, like, a, we had to figure to out who gets to play as Rose Gold Baby Peach. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. And I don't remember that the last Mario Kart didn't have a battle mode, because I haven't loved battle mode since... Yeah. It did not. They it, finally fit... Well, they did, but it, did, but it but was it, trash. Because the one bad thing okay, about so Mario Kart 8... Because you could only we're play... We're talking about Mario Kart 8. Yes, Mario Kart 8 but Deluxe. On the Wii U, you could play battle mode, but only on actual tracks, which makes no mm. sense whatsoever. Yeah. It should be mm. an arena, arena. Yeah. not a it, fucking circular track. And I, I only talking about it with Henry. Did you say like it is the best Mario Kart ever? Yeah, and like yeah, because no, like every Mario Kart. Kart for the last few have become like both new and greatest hits packages mm. in that. Tracks designed on the N64 with three triangles are now giant, glorious 1080p. And they finally uh, removed their own self-imposed restriction of like, boom. we we can only use whoa, my bad. Uh, we can only use Nint- uh, Mario. Only characters. Mushroom Kingdom sanctioned yeah. characters in Donkey Kong can appear in a Mario Kart game. No, Zelda, uh, that would just be uncouth. No, nah, no, nah, we don't want people to think too hard. Like, just <laughs> confuse them. What's an Animal Crossing person doing here? Where do I live? Uh, like, <laughs> so yeah, they broke down all the barriers. They had uh, they had Animal. Crossing Crossing, they have Splatoon mm-hmm. now. They have Zelda, and they have stages like that based on those characters, and also F Zero yep. too. And and I, nice. I don't, li- I don't like that it's sixty dollars. But the version I bought is on a platform that may as well just explode. Yeah. Like, I'll never use it again. Yep. And I don't it, know why they renamed it Nintendo and Mario All-Stars Racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's That was the what I put beside it. Like, this is Sega celebrating its whole history by putting everybody in a cart where they can... Yes. There's but no other way to have the Buster Brothers in a Sonic game. Yeah. That's that's not going to happen. Uh, Bonanza, Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Bonanza Brothers. Bonanza Brothers. But, but they're in, they are in Sega All-Stars Racing, where it's like, you can put Rob in here, you can do fucking anything. You mm-hmm. could if, put anybody in a cart. Yeah, no, it'll Mar- be fun. Mario Kart Eight is the most beautiful Mario Kart. It has the most tracks, both classic and new. Sexiest jazz. And, and, try and, and the write best about it. soundtrack. The best the soundtrack. soundtrack. And it is the best step Nintendo's ever made towards online gameplay. And I yeah. say that as not a big Splatoon player. 
because it, it still sucks by any definition. But you can upload clips <laughs> to YouTube, which you could never do. But it's the best Nintendo's ever done. And, and, and more importantly, as, in terms of the Switch, the Switch, I did not expect the Switch to sell as it did. Yeah. As well as it did. But, like, everything... If I was explaining it to my mother, what makes the Switch special? Well, it's also it's a hmm. TV console, it's a portable console, it's attachable Joy-Cons for multiplayer anywhere you go, whether or not someone else well, has that Chris, system or that not. that sounds lovely. <laughs> it sounds lovely. What games are in it? Snake Pass and Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> Things that don't utilize this in any way. Well, Jackbox Party Pack's now on it, too. Yeah, yeah. it's true. But and even the new then, Wonder Boy that we talked about last week, but, The Dragon's Trap. But not the, enough. But it's the idea that enough. like everybody in the world knows Mario Kart, you yep. can only get it on Switch. It utilizes all of the Switch Switch's functionality very well mm-hmm. uh, in terms of both online and oh that glorious whatever that love of Nintendo tantalizing you with yeah. like you're getting this online for free. <laughs> you're welcome for three months because we're nice, not because we weren't ready. We have yeah. no idea what. So this we'll get a month of this before we have to pay to play it online. Well, and uh, True. The, and the nice thing mm-hmm. too, I think, with the release of this is. I feel multiple retailers are stockpiling switches, and uh, we're only yeah. going to sell them the day Mario Kart 8 yes. came out. And mm. I want to see the Switch succeed. And I think I, I, Zelda, just by being a fucking ten out of ten, I think helped mm. them do that. But like this will really move shit for the next, I would say, eight months. Yeah, because there were a great lots of Mario people Kart who e- Mario Kart 8 on the mm. Wii U had. Like ninety percent attach rate, like yeah. almost every person it's who really owned good. a Wii U owned the game, but that was still a small group of people. And, and so. the version you're getting is the one I paid seventy, eighty dollars for. Oh, for um, the season pass, yeah. The season pass that gave me Link and fucking Villager mm-hmm. and F Zero tracks now, and Excite Bike tracks. But now this has Splatoon Inklings and Splatoon stages yep. and a oh, good battle mode. The yep. only thing that was missing from it. Yeah, yeah and uh, some other stuff that I've. Forgot, I really hope off the top they of my head. add more like expressions for, especially Luigi, to make when you when he hits you with a uh, shell and in instant replay and gives you just that stink but eye. With, with this, we are one third of the way of helping us cope with the Wii U never having existed. Yeah. If Bayonetta two and Super Mario three D World get ported, I will not care that my Wii U. Just I can just throw it away. Uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. I did not play that. Mm. I did not play that. I'm just uh, saying like that that would help me because that's mm. always been like this guilty thing that's been sitting there. Like I have to play this at some point. I I've like, ignored it for too long. Everyone says it's wonderful. I liked the 3DS. And I, I just told myself I'm never going to play this. Mm. Like, yeah. I bought it. I supported it. I'm not playing this. Maybe I'll play the next Xenoblade, which will maybe be out in the next year. Mm. What else is out this week? Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2. Hey. Yeah. Uh, it's been out in Japan for a while. We're finally getting in America. The Dynasty it's... Warriors yes. Dragon Quest? Well, yeah. they're... Ages ago. If it's, if it's like the first game, mm-hmm. they were the best of the Warriors mashups I've ever mm-hmm. played. I love I love the Warriors games for mm-hmm. five hours, and then by hour six, I'm like, eh, it just keeps going, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it just, and then I stopped playing it. Uh, more gameplay, huh? That was the same thing I felt with Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. but in with Dragon Quest Heroes, the original, mm-hmm. they really changed up the gameplay quite a lot to make it feel more like an RPG, mm-hmm. and you're exploring the world of Dragon Quest. And on top of that, it was just so gorgeous, like, yes. so colorful, it was really pretty, vibrant, shiny. It, it used the Dragon Quest visuals, mm-hmm. which is that was a problem with Hyrule Warriors, yeah. which is like this is the ugliest Zelda game. Yeah, Ever it, seen. it looks like a Dynasty Warriors game with a Zelda skin, where yeah. it's just like these all look like fully 
beautifully yeah. rendered Dragon Quest characters. Here's forty orange slimes just yeah, with, bouncing yeah. around. You're like, this looks right. The right height and proportions. It just it felt a little mm-hmm. better than Hyrule Warriors. And again, yeah. I know I say that knowing that's some of the most angry hate I ever got by saying <laughs> I didn't love Hyrule Warriors. And so Dragon Quest Heroes looks to continue that with more of that action and even more characters mm-hmm. from classic Dragon Quest games that everybody Huzzah. loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another mashup, of course, Puyo Puyo Tetris on Switch. Ah. And I don't PS4. know anything about Puyo Puyo. So that was my advantage. So do you remember uh, Sonic's Mean Bean Machine? Only the or best Dr. game ever. Yes. yes, that's Puyo Puyo. Oh. That's okay, all you need know to know. Also called Puyo Pop in America. I really well. hate Dr. Right. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. What was it? Was it also like a Kirby puzzle game? Or there was uh, also yes. Kirby's Avalanche. Yes. It's, it's been uh, reskinned with different characters dozens of times. So I how, think. Do you, how do you Let's do that? That's, well, but they're I'll both puzzle you. games. I'll tell you. Uh, I actually got to play this at like the 2012 Tokyo Game Show. Mm-hmm. But when it first came out in Japan... Another company, Ubisoft, had the nah. had the outside Japan license of Tetris, mm-hmm. so it couldn't be published ah. here. Oh, uh, and but now that license seems to be up. I don't think you can buy Ultimate Tetris anymore. I can still and download so... my EA Tetris, <laughs> EA Tetris game. Yeah. I just love how many hands have touched Tetris. Well, and so Sega now has the international Tetris rights to mm. do this mashup game, and it is, and it's not on more than just the Switch. But I mm. loved playing on Switch, so. I played it at the big uh, local in San Francisco mm-hmm. Switch pre-release week thing of like, play Switch Live! Here's all these demos. And when I played it there, you play as, first you play around as Puyo, mm-hmm. then you'll play around as Tetris, okay. and back and forth, and you swap in between. Yeah. Your progress on both boards is the same, so you're like, oh my god, I'm almost dead in Tetris. Alright, we switch back to Puyo. I gotta beat this guy in Puyo before they get huh. back to Tetris. Yeah, that, that's what the demo is, pretty yes. much, that, yeah. that they put out a, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, Yeah, it's like really but it, it's it's like every like 30 seconds or something you switch between really games and, and like the, it, it doesn't really pause the other mm-hmm. one, but it you know, you, you don't have to worry about it for a few seconds. And, and let me tell you, at that event, nobody knows how to play Puyo Puyo except me. Mm-hmm. And so I was killing everyone. <laughs> I was like, we're pretty even in Tetris in this round. All right, Puyo time. Three string. I, I just did a three combo. You're dead. I win again. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Puyo. Apparently has quite an extensive story mode as well. Yeah. Thank God. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I well, need an explanation. Why the- am I here? <laughs> It's all the goofy characters of Puyo getting together, and yeah, it's it was a it's a lot of fun. I it's, love those two games it, together. It's all your favorite Puyo Puyo characters and all your favorite Tetris characters. You like know, the Safari guy from uh, Tetris Plus. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. I remember. You think of Henry Hatsworth. Yes. That was also that was a good game. game. <laughs> that was a good game. That would have probably made it into our mashups if it had been like two licenses coming together, yeah, but it know. wasn't. It was it was Tetris Attack meets. Um, <laughs> I guess Layton? I don't know. Anyway. No, it was like a side Spelunky. Scroller. Let's say that. But anyway, yeah, Puyo Tetris. I, I bought that one. I I bought both that and Dragon Quest Heroes 2 this week because I was just like, I want to support money. these things. And I, yeah, I mean, I have I make more money now than I, I have in my whole life, which is still a studio apartment's <laughs> worth of money in San Francisco. But hey. Well, actually, if I lived in a one-bedroom, that's all I could afford. You're to talking to two independent businessmen here who <laughs> yeah. just paid an IRS debt. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Patreon.com slash laser time. <laughs> what else is out this week? Outlast 2. Uh, yeah. Which I've, I've uh, read a lot of reviews on because, uh, I don't know, it doesn't... Like, that, that whole defenseless 
horror genre is not mm. so much my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not so good with running and sneaking when it comes to... I love Outlast. Yeah? I can't play it. Mm-hmm. It's too fucking scary. <laughs> it's really scary. stressful. I, it either, it's, yeah. I mean, I did read a thing today that it's like, okay, <sighs> well, maybe, maybe I can approach this. Maybe it's not such a big deal. Uh, it is... A game where uh, if you play your cards wrong, you can get a uh, pickaxe to the dick that you can then get to stare at your uh, empty crotch squirting blood. <laughs> they got my message. <laughs> uh, if I was the developers of Outlast, I'd make a $500 version that's only sellable to streamers. I could make extra money. I wonder how... Well, you know, that's one of those questions like, are people not buying it because they watch PewDiePie play the whole thing? Or are they buying more of it because PewDiePie made it so cool to be so scared? Oh, my God! The reviews that I've, I've been reading are like, yeah, it's it's really fun to uh, explore. It's really fun to run from enemies. Uh, it's less fun to have to sneak around and hide from them. But, uh, stealth mode. Don't like stealth. From patrolling enemies. Ask me, Outlast really peaked with, hey, uh... <laughs> I got it. That's yeah. Davy Dad all, Joe Grudden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with an Outlast. Uh, I don't know the Etta James. Got it. I yep, got it. Yep, took yep, me a second. Yep, took me a second. Thank you. A couple, couple of uh, re-releases or late releases, I guess. Batman Arkham VR is finally out on PC for those of you who don't have a PlayStation VR. Uh, Shovel Knight: Specter of Torment. The uh, standalone, I guess, expansion that for was Shovel Switch Knight? first. Yes, and now it's on not Switch. Exactly. Right? So, and, and it's I've played a bit of this. It's pretty good. Uh, you're playing as Specter Knight. Obviously, you have a scythe, and it, it's sort of a prequel in that you're trying to uh, recruit the other knights for the uh, the Order of No Quarter. Re- really well designed. Super fun. If you like you, Shovel Knight, you will like this. Did you get a, a chance to play the Rick and Morty VR game? I did not. Oh, man. I really want to play. God damn, I want to play that. Mm. I was too mm. busy playing near uh, Automata mm. over the weekend. Automata? Automata. Did you pronounce it like the South Park Planetarium guy? I think that's how you're supposed <laughs> to... Automata. Because I always want to pronounce it Automata. <laughs> but apparently that's wrong. So, mm. Automata. It's like Hank Hill reading by, like a game that Bob Automata. Uh, but one game that I did play extensively and really want to talk about, hmm. What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, I just saw the trailer for that. Yeah, Bob's fa- favorite game. So yeah. I, I downloaded it last night and I was like, okay, just I, I have a rough idea of what to expect. It's a walking simulator. I'll play it for like an hour mm-hmm. and just to get a sense of it. And then like... Two and a half hours go by. I can't put it down. Get get to the end. It's it's a pretty short game, mm-hmm. but it's really really good. Really? If if like imagine Gone Home. If mm-hmm. Gone Home was in a crazier house with more hidden passageways, and mm-hmm. it was all about discovering. Like when when you found out something about a family member, you mm-hmm. got to play as them uh, in in a thing Flashback? that. Well, a flashback that leads up to their death, invariably. You have a family curse that you're investigating. Mm. And every member of your family, four generations of your family, have lived in this house. Everyone has died under under tragic or mysterious circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of go and and see all of their deaths, like what happened. And like... uh, I, I was thinking, like, okay, I know what to expect. This is another walking simulator where it kind of creeps you out. And really, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's something totally mundane at the end. Like, no, this is a fucking creepy game. Mm. Uh, like, you... 
mild spoiler, you, scary things will happen yeah. while you're going into the memories of these different uh, okay. family scary members. Scary stuff, but less cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's I, I I really thought it was great. It's a it's a very affecting exploration of mortality. It's by the same studio that did the unfinished swan. Mm. And it has certain Ray possible links to <laughs> the, the unfinished swan. So no, interesting. But yeah. And and there were moments I don't want to spoil anything. There were moments where I was playing and I actually gasped when mm. uh the main character said something. But um yeah, oh, all right. It's really, really good. I'll give I give that a shot. I yeah. bought it seriously. If you bought it, yeah, absolutely play through it. It's it's not very long, but there is a ton of detail. Mm-hmm. It's a really interestingly realized world, and like this house is like super ramshackle, and there's con- a constant sense of discovery that like okay, and it's it's sort of laid out in a in a very linear way, in that like so all of the rooms are sealed off, like. You, you just know that, like, something happened seven years ago. We all had to leave suddenly. Mm-hmm. So the house is exactly the way we left it with all of our stuff here. And, you know, that sounds that sounds like Gone Home meets Eternal Darkness. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, all these, these bedrooms are sealed off, and you have to find secret passages that will let you in. The secret passage kind of funnels you on a, a linear path through the house where you discover each of these things in turn. And experience what those characters experienced. So, yeah, it's uh, surprisingly just really affecting and at the same time fun and, and very interesting. Dear Esther 3.0. Kind of, yeah. Dear Esther with more things to do. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'll place it. I'll place it. I, yeah, I won't, because Gone Home, you said that, and that, mm-hmm. that hits a red flag in my head. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I'll put it this way. If you like Gone Home, but like we, should had, for cucks. we should have more <laughs> things to do, <laughs> then What Remains of Edith Finch is fantastic. Mm. Uh, uh, there's a new-ish release that we all played. Uh, oh, I think it came yeah. out a week, or, a week or so ago. Uh, use your words. Use your words. Uh, I think I know Brennel Floss had, had something some, to do with yeah. it. The homeboy really? with lyrics guy. Yeah, huh. yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool. I didn't it's very much it. in the vein of Quiplash, Fibbage, but the so, Jackbox. It's just so close to it's, being. It's real. I mean, I think we had fun playing it. We I had, had a lot time. of larks. I love the mo- the like 1950s drive-in yeah. motif. I love all that shit. It has but a lot of opportunities to make. We were playing disgusting this, jokes with your friends. Yeah, and we were playing it to see if we could stream it with uh, the community, which we do with Quiplash on yeah. occasion and, and some of the Jackbox I mean, games. Just that little aspect of like there's things, the question doesn't pop up on their phone. Yeah, it's things that. I think Jackbox has learned through, what, like three years yeah. of making we, these kind of games yeah. where it's like you put the prompt on the phone, you make the rounds go quicker, mm-hmm. but I th- I still think it's a fun game. And, I feel like uh, Use but, Your Words will learn that. Yeah. And, and Those so, are all things they can update. They can update, yeah. They can but, fix that. But, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, but Jackbox I thought it, I thought has it been, was baffling, like, because right, we have the luxury of, like, playing something like Quiplash. If you don't know what that is or a Jackbox game... Hmm. It's just you open up your phone or your desktop, enter in a small URL, put in a four-digit code, and we can be streaming it, and you can literally be playing in the game with us. You can dictate the course of the game. You're playing just like any of us streaming. It's It's awesome. It's awesome on the couch, but it's like like Quiplash works over streams, but with the minor delay and the no prompt on the screen, like it's not streamable. Yeah. It's literally not streamable right now. Yeah, but I I do love the things that that use your words does with like the subtitling movie, movie clips subtitling is, a foreign film I wish I could just do a like it's great. A, a couple rounds of just that mm-hmm. I mean some of the the other stuff is good too but like 
Yeah, putting subtitles into movies is hilarious. It was it was awesome. It's and basically like make your own mystery science theater joke yep. here. Yeah, or mm-hmm. same with the newspaper joke too. Yeah. Or the it it sets you up for jokes in different ways than yeah. then Quiplash, for example, would just be like, "All right, here's the joke, finish it," and that's that's fun. Yeah. But but this is a different presentation. Yeah, see if your joke now. works over like a scene from a Japanese movie <laughs> is really neat. Yeah, that's fun. And and <laughs> well, this is, I should write a fact for this guy because, but I, it only needs to be two sentences. You can never go wrong with Uncle Cosby's House of Auschwitz. <laughs> that seems to kill every single time I use it. It was hard to limit ourselves. Like, man, I don't want to do another Cosby joke. Yeah. It's easy. Trump joke, mm-hmm. Cosby joke, Trump joke, Ben Wap. Yeah, but use your words. Fun time we had. But it, it is also a game where you're all it. Uh, use your words always has at least one uh, like I forget what they call it de- house decoy answer mm. oh, and yes. it's always blatantly obvious especially when we're playing because yeah. it is like this three, is filthy this three, is racial yes yeah, three is... disgusting possibly <laughs> yeah. yeah like racist or off color and then one like dad joke what if and the Queen of England was a gay pedophile? Like, I fell for like it was like make up a strange name for Grandpa, and it was like that was great. Peepums, don't steal his nasty gum, and like what the fuck was that? Is that a yeah. reference to something? I don't know. I thought it was funny, and I voted for it, and I lost like five hundred points. Your answer was a strange, yeah. a strange nickname to call your grandpa, and yours was Uncle yeah. Dad. The yep. game also it could do a little bit better of a better job telling you like. Wait, why is it bad that I voted for the house answer? Like, because it's, tr- it's trying they, to trick you at the same time you're trying to gain the votes of your friends. Yeah, yeah but and, you're voting. It's like your vote for a friend, mm-hmm. but you, you're penalized because you didn't vote for one of your friends. Because answers? when you're playing I, I, against I, somebody like me, you're always gonna lose unless they can trick me into voting for the house. <laughs> I it just it, it, it put my head so in a weird funny. space where it was like, like. Well, I don't want to vote for Chris's because he's in the lead. Yes. But this is, house of this is obviously the house answer. But I don't want to vote for that because I'll lose points. And it's like, I don't understand why it's... Like, why in particular it's bad that I vote for the house answer. No, it makes sense. It's makes difficult sense. strategically, yes. Yeah. Was there anything else this it's week? So I can't think of yeah. uh, <gasps> No Guardians of the Galaxy is next week yeah. in the movie theater. Nothing we know how to talk about. Mm. So let's move on to... Always surprised. Do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? That's right. What are you buying? Biggity Bam Game Deals. Uh, your buddy Chris Antista brought to you by uh, Patreon. I'm slash laser time. Hi, I love you guys. <laughs> Greatest game deal. Uh, they announced the games with gold. Uh, Xbox games. You got uh, If you got Xbox Gold, they still call it that. Yeah, Xbox yeah, Live in general. Is there yeah. still silver? I yep, don't even know. Yep. Uh, for the bone. You got G- uh, the Gianna sisters and um, Gianna sisters, really? Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Oh no, the other one's even worse. And still good. I had this conversation with Dave. Laura Croft in the Temple of Osiris, or the yeah, other one? Sure, I'd play that before. Gianna it's just, Osiris. A, dude, that has been a free game on every fucking platform. Yeah. It has been on sale everywhere. I, I own it on every platform, yeah. and it, it cannot excite me ever again. That's true. And that's I, not that's even with Hitman years. DLC, where no. they're all wearing the suits. Oh. Really? That's yeah. kind of neat. You'd have to yeah. be a Hitman fan. What about on the, the wrong guy? City? You don't tree have to be a Hitman fan to appreciate mm-hmm. Egyptian gods and Lara Croft in suits. The Tree City mm. seems to be uh, an advance of celebrating 
May the 4th be with you uh, The Force Unleashed 2 and Lego Star Wars Complete the Complete Saga which is the best Lego anything and I'm just saying right now May this subject one of our friends is going to be releasing something this week and please keep an ear out for it we're going to do some like Mm. stuff to promote it some fun May the 4th be with you is all I can say I don't know what else I can Mm. say I think you know what I'm talking about Michael um Mm. Sure. Not read your emails. Uh, no. <laughs> Never. No. All right. Uh, like I, I don't know what else to say, but I'm so fucking excited. Something I've wanted to see see the light of day for a really long time. Oh, and speaking of which, oh yeah, that one. I okay. want to plug uh, <laughs> game deals. How about a new album from Hot Dad? Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yes. A bunch of the music we've used before in Laser Time videos because he gave us an advance. Yeah. Uh, but Hot Dad does the theme song for Thirty Twenty Ten and Bonus Time. And has just released the his Girls Who Care serious music project. If yeah. you haven't heard, I'm sure you've heard his uh, what is it? The, his well, real theme songs, his, his wrestling real songs. He is my favorite musician of the decade. And <laughs> this album, I heard it I think two years ago, and it's out now. And I want to plug the shit out of it. So uh, Girls Who Care on Bandcamp and iTunes, Band- really, yeah, really good. like you, Light Sleeper. It's such a good and album. And it is such like a dramatic departure from mm-hmm. like yeah, his wrestling themes, his TV themes. It's just like this is a great fucking mm-hmm. pop song. Yeah, if you want to close out with it, Michael, I have plenty of suggestions. I love that album. Um, And if you go to either Xbox.com or Microsoft Store, Axiom Verge, you can get it for $10. Uh, PSN, uh, make sure you have your Plus active. Otherwise, these prices might not apply to you. Uh, GTA 5, $35.99. Cheapest I've ever seen. But how many shark card dollars do you There are the shark card options where you can get... Nice! (laughs) I don't know. If you like GTA Online, it might be a good deal. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen $9.00. I don't know if that's a good deal because I think that game is a monthly subscription. Mm, yeah. And there's a big old Tom Clancy sale uh, on, on PSN. Uh, f- up to 40% off of Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I think 20% off Wildlands DLC mm-hmm. and the game. That's cool. And what's the other Tom Clancy game on there? Oh, The Divish, bitch! Uh, God, <laughs> why am I fucking around? It's The Divish. The Divish is on sale. Uh, the Division. Um, if you're a Best Buy reward member and have Gamers Club unlocked, and this is this might be my lack of the week, uh, you can get for eleven ninety nine Last of Us PS4 Remastered, the new Ratchet and Clank game, or uh, Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection eleven ninety nine, nice. a little over ten dollars. Even better deal, I guess. This is this is actually better. Uh, the Witcher Enhanced Director's Cut is how much? Free. It what? is free oh. on good old games because uh, you know, they own the, that's they own the, the first platform. Witcher. The first Witcher, but the enhanced director's cut. Ah. That's the director's director's cut. Hmm. Yep. Um, Amazon is Dead Rising Four for twenty two ninety six. Nice. Uh, and Deus Ex Mankind for fifteen bucks. Jet.com, anyone? Uh. Never heard of it. Me neither. <laughs> uh, but if you go, if you use the coupon code Spring fifteen, they you can get a PS four Uncharted four five hundred gigabyte slim, hmm. not pro. For two hundred nineteen dollars, ah. I, I honestly thought I would not be alive to see a PS4 for near the two hundred dollar mark, uh, and here we are. Five hundred gigabyte slim is my least favorite rockabilly artist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the dumbest, the 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 best slash dumbest game deal I've ever seen in my whole life. Anybody thinking about getting Prey next week and Friday? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. How would you feel about going to Target and getting a free copy of Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> on Blu-ray? Ooh, no. Physical no. edition? Yeah. Chris Pratt will hand it to you personally. 
Chris Every Pratt will make a questionable decision that makes you makes it impossible to like anything else in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I just watched it this weekend. Bonus time, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm a movie fan. If you tell me I get a free Blu-ray <laughs> Target when I buy the new game from you, I'll give it to I'll give it to Bethesda for how they've been marketing it. Of just like. Watch this old movie or this old sci-fi film with this. Yeah, we almost sort of got invited. We, I thought it was well, the, we were invited, but I mean, the coolest thing I've ever seen was like it was Prey Two setting up Alamo Drafthouse screenings of the movies that inspired yeah. the game, and one was yeah, Starship wow. Troopers. Yeah, like I, w- I was very that's awesome. I'm I want to play this game when it comes out. Mm-hmm. I uh, I am not tempted to play the game a second time mm-hmm. in the preview cycle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one their the thing a, was like play the game, then watch Starship Troopers at the Balboa Theater, which is the best movie theater in the city. Is it? So, I mean, to me, it is. Like, I don't know it at all. Balboa? Or oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Was it Alamo Drafthouse? I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm just. Thinking, I'm thinking of the Explorer. And I'm thinking no. about it. Yeah, sorry, no. but no, it was at the Alamo Drafthouse, which Balboa. is. Balboa thought it was terrific. No, but there is a, there is a there is a Balboa the theater in San Francisco, and I was just I just ordered. Hey, uh, come to my theater, maybe play some prey. I don't know. Think it's about it. a, it's actually one of the shittier movie theaters where it's like one of one of the screens is a small shoebox. But anyway, it, they were showing uh, Starship Troopers at the Alamo Draft House, which is one of the best movie theaters in the city. One of the best movies ever made. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to. I went to that, but I had to run. Yeah, and I was like, "Watch Starship." I I just don't have the inkling to play this again because, again, it'll also be like now I've played two to three hours of this game, and it's going to probably hinder my like ability to want to play through the game when it comes out. To throw some shade at the audience, I think the game's very cool, but judging by the views on the YouTube videos we produced based on Prey Advanced Immaculate Gameplay, you don't give a fuck. And you're wrong. Maybe they will mm-hmm. if when it comes out they'll be. Oh wait, they won't have the only thing that has on day one because it's a Bethesda game. They don't uh, send it out. The only thing that has less views is my. I cannot believe you guys would rather watch mm. a bad frame rate full playthrough of the Darkwing Duck game than a mini documentary, a three minute documentary on who Darkwing Duck is and where he came from. <laughs> in three minutes, no, no, I want the fifty minute version. <laughs> Give me that one. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Oh, fucking hate you guys. End of game. (laughs) (laughs) Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you! Alright, get ready, Dave. It's time for... This is probably not the biggest story, but... Uh, happy birthday, reason- Tyler, who was part yeah. of that song. Yeah. It was his birthday this week. Everybody say happy birthday, Tyler. Remember, Anne's birthday is also Garfield's. Really? Yes. Well... June. To ensure, like, by the f- the fates of the gods, that Tyler would never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Big Garfield. Well, what I'm sure is... Garfield's also... He's also around my birthday. June 19th? Mm, well, mine's June 4th. Ooh. Same year, though. Not Garfield. Mm. You're different signs. Yeah. Uh, I bet Tyler Wilde's favorite Sega CD game was Night Trap. That's insane. What happened? Uh, there is a Night Trap 25th anniversary re-release coming soon to PlayStation 4. Wait, I have a clip. We have telephones. We have a car. Your parents are gone. And you say so? Come on, Sarah. What's the first thing you think of? Party! Night Trap! Night Trap! 
If this was made in Japan, there'd be a karaoke version. They'd be doing it right now. So, do you have you maxed out your nostalgia and irony levels? Yeah. <laughs> then you might want to pre-order Night Trap for the PS4, which <laughs> well, I say it is also coming to the Xbox One, uh, according to is Polygon. It, its trailer yes. had that like markation of like a first-party PlayStation. Well, it's hosted by PS4, but also because uh, it seems like limited run games is only putting out the physical. Mm. Edi- oh no, they're putting out physical. Nope, only but PS4. They, they have like. Three different covers where Which they're is like pretty neat. It's got like the border for Sega CD, Sega yeah. 32X. 32X. They're, they're like digitally repainting the yeah. original cover and and this, Dana but Plato. Just, Dana Plato is on a video game cover in 2017. Yeah. That is All so right. weird. Also, I just want to say like people think of this game as like oh it came out for Sega CD. It's a 90s game. Like this shit was all put together in the 80s. You think like so? for, yes, I know so. For mm. like a, a, it was going to be like a, a system that used VHS tapes that mm. never came to fruition. I remember watching a documentary on what happened to MTV VJs, and one of them ended up being like the star host of these interactive in movie theater things. And then when the fucking laser those were cool, disc, I remember those. Yeah. I never got to see one in a theater, but like yeah. the. You're right. Like they made them like back in the '80s, and then when like stuff like the Sega CD and 3DO came out, some of that shit got ported like almost a decade yeah. later. Well, like this and and like a couple other things. I think maybe the Seventh Guest might have been yeah. one of these, mm-hmm. except that had mm-hmm. too much 3D rendering yeah. to be an early '80s jerk. But uh, man, that make, I never heard that yeah, said. It makes so, all the sense. Yeah, in the Night, universe. Night Trap was like sitting on a shelf for mm-hmm. years, and then uh, Sega found it and like, okay, well, we'll. That's- you know I'm fascinated by Dead Media. The only reason on I know about CD. that is because that MTV VJ was hosting something that, like America's Funniest Home Videos, had like diodes on the back of your seat where people yeah. in the audience could like, vo- like the same way fucking Telltale just demos a game mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were going to re- retrofit movie theaters to show these movies in the yeah. 80s. Didn't work out. But, I mean, Night Trap was like one of the most undeservedly controversial games yeah. ever. Like... It was a cheesy horror game mm. about like protecting a bunch of. Uh, there were supposed to be sorority girls who were like throwing a party in this house that's wired up with cameras, and you're watching through the cameras and like, okay, there's a monster there. I'm going to activate this trap to stop mm-hmm. the monster. It was like a reverse uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It, it, did, Kinda, it yeah. did play up in screenshots like the bra and panties angle. Mm. Yeah, sure, and, yeah. And, but... And, but I remember like this is what's weird, and we live in a much different world. The recess yard had rumors of nudity and sex. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what the fucking news reported on. Uh-huh. Not mm-hmm. facts. Nope. Not the press release. Not the actual well, the game. game what impossible. the children There's were saying. hardcore penetration in Mass Effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. More nine. <laughs> the game was near impossible to play or win at. Yeah. It was, so if you were... I mean, even if you were like an intern for Joe Lieberman, you were going to play the whole game? With it, so. yeah, but like the, the, the level of violence and sexuality so and tame. just the production values it's like this is on par with what you'd see like in a 90s like a Rhonda Sheer up all night USA would have been like this isn't up to our standards this isn't as good as Toxic Avenger 3 well like you know a lot of these shots you see like oh you open a trap door and the the, I I call them monsters but they're just really guys in black suits with little like clamp things through which they they're Hmm. supposed to drain blood into backpacks but like They're they terrible. they fall down a trapdoor and there's like this puff of smoke that like reminds me exactly of the effects I used to see on uh, Out of This World. You remember that show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like whenever the the like little crystal box mm. would open up and she'd talk to her alien father. I, I haven't played this game, but I'm it's picturing like a the dry ice effect. Anytime something mm. is thrown in Aquatine Hunger Force <laughs> and they explode. Uh. 
Yeah, is that the, this the same fire gif every yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know, I everyone's going to buy it ironically, but I do. Well, like it's, it's, it's as a curiosity. Yeah. It's worth like just like I can play this at any time and I want. Aren't they going to remaster it? You'll be is done it, yeah. in like like six, 60 minutes. It'll take like you play it through it once and then boom, you're done and. Well, there went your 30 it's bucks. A, it's a bad game nobody should remember and shouldn't buy, and I will be buying it day one and streaming the shit out of it. It's an historical curio it because is. it was spoken in the same sentence with Mortal Kombat as, these are the games killing our children. It was what Joe Lieberman and other oh, neoliberals yeah. said. And it was just, yeah. The other game I was thinking of that was not Seventh Guess, it was Sewer Shark. So yeah. Sewer yes, Shark, yes, yes, the yes, other yes. Sega CD game, both of these mm-hmm. were like apparently shot in the early '80s. Uh, but, I mean, you can look up on C-SPAN videos <laughs> of of people talking about Nitro. <laughs> look up on like, C-SPAN. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this woman clearly has you breasts. Can, uh, and, uh, go to the library. Use, use quotes. Dana Plato. Uh, what, would, uh, what would Sonic the Hedgehog do with these breasts? Uh, write write a fan fiction in three thousand words or less. Go to the My prescribing this scenario. My pong pad. Battle never like had breath or gender yeah. or a, a thirstiness. That, that was, like through the two thousands. That was one thing I got so sick of hearing. Like whatever happened to Pong or whatever. I never played a game since Pac Man. What's a video game? I liked on the uh, Bill O'Reilly one of Current Affairs where he's like. It's all about the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then he goes, "Remember Lincoln Logs? Those were fun." <laughs> They're the same, Bill. The, to gameplay us out, what does that mean? Remember <laughs> hoops and sticks? I played with those until I was forty, and that was in the early nineties when he still had some hair. Like he wasn't old, old then. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah. The, the it, it one of my favorite clips of Night Trap from the C-SPAN thing is that you can see the. Nintendo of America represented there to be like, Sega is lying to you. They did not rate these games right, and they did expect children to buy Night Trap, and Whoa. Sega is not as Dirty good as cool. us. And, they're, no, they're just like those drug dealers the bus, who yeah. want to sell drugs to children mm-hmm. who have exactly. no money. They do, through the magic of a blue hedgehog. Uh-huh. Yeah. All he has to do is wink, and 7,000 chili dogs get sold. And if you watch that uh, PlayStation trailer all the way to the end, you'll see a link to get the uh, your own MP3 of the Night Trap ah, theme yes. song. Oh. For free. Absolutely free. Mm-hmm. I guess if we want to make a, a, a diversion here to another story that... This just does remind me that like the ESRB was founded with... Kind of on the back of Night Trap and the yeah. original Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yep. When you compare that to what made like the PG thirteen rating actual classics, yes, like Let, Gremlins and Indiana Gremlins Jones, and Temple of Doom, and that makes me think like uh, Ian Ian Bogost. And he wrote, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I don't know who he, I, the name is familiar, but I don't. He, know, like, uh, he's like I don't know how many Twitter, Twitter followers he, he has. He is both probably a, not a lot. An academic, a writer, and a developer of quote unquote serious games. Uh, he, he also created Cow Clicker, which was made to make mm. fun of Facebook games, mm. um, and is <laughs> objectively garbage. But uh, he's he's a guy who's been around for a long time, and mm. it came under a lot of fire uh, Tuesday as we we're recording this from developers because he wrote an editorial about like. Isn't it time that games abandon this idea of uh, you know being narrative devices? Like, and and I think the the thing in that essay that really struck a lot of people, specifically developers, mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, what remains of Edith Finch is a really interesting game that you could argue does things that video games uniquely do, and that like 
to tell a story in a way a movie or a book couldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like for example, one of the memories as we talked about earlier, uh, you're, is actually it takes place inside a comic book and you're navigating inside the panels in like a cell shaded version of the house. Uh, there's another bit where like you're transforming into different animals mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's all. This this is an experience that movies could not convey, but yeah. he's saying like at the same time, like this isn't a huge narrative uh, achievement. It's it's just like it's a technical achievement, but uh, not really not, not really a, a storytelling achievement. Like this still could have been done better in other media, and I think the best rebuttal to that that I heard or read was uh, Scott Benson, the artist mm-hmm. for Night in the Woods, said mm-hmm. it kind of comes with this assumption that like. People like creators start with a narrative, like fully formed, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now what would be the best way to present this narrative? Uh, I can choose from novel or movie <laughs> or TV series or <laughs> video game. <laughs> when really, it's like, this is how we know how to make narratives, and this True. is the narrative we want to make. Video games are the medium that we work in, and this is the story we wanted to tell. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, well, and it's just—it's sort of like if you found your favorite comic book writer, and like, would you like to make this into a movie? And he would mm-hmm. say, "Fuck yes, I would," because that sounds <laughs> yeah. like more money. Because I Absolutely. could do, but I work in this but, medium. But there's a difference but between think, saying, "Would you like to turn this into a movie?" and "Why didn't you do this as a movie?" Exactly. But it's—it's mm. it's more like, but I don't think like a movie, and therefore this wasn't executed like a film. And I—I've—I've yeah. I've, I've, I've been yelly about stories being clumsily told in games. I'm not against story and plot elements being told in games. I just think it's done poorly. Whereas, like, I'm playing a game and then all of a sudden I watch a movie for 20 minutes. That bugs the shit out of me. I can't stand that. There are better Mm. games that tell stories, Completely. It happens all the time. And I think the thing that uh, Bogus was arguing for in that article is, like, his his favorite experiences in games, clearly, are uh, where you're kind of creating your own narrative, like in, mm-hmm. say, Spelunky or XCOM 2, wow. where, mm-hmm. like, it's it's kind of just this narrative you're creating as you play off the environment and it forms mm-hmm. in your head, as opposed to, now I'm going to stop and watch a movie that's inserted into this game, and mm-hmm. now I can get back to the gameplay so that I can play mm-hmm. long enough to unlock more of this movie. Mm-hmm. But that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, some uh, of that, I mean, he compared a couple of them to riding the Peter Pan ride at Disneyland of just like, and mm. you're going to go by, like he said, Bioshock was kind of like that of just, and now you go by this scenery. There's still, nobody looks the at the Peter Pan ride and says, why isn't this a movie? Couldn't this story <laughs> have been told better in that yeah. format? <laughs> Uh, but Can I read instead uh, of going on this ride? It's such an easily <laughs> defeatable point, and just because mm-hmm. you don't like any genre of games doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. I mean, it's a hot take. I it's might not play a hotful boyfriend again because I'm not that interested in dating pigeons. Mm-hmm. But, Aren't you though? But the idea is that somebody made it, and now I can't stop thinking about fucking him. And, like, <laughs> he incepted me. Like, it was awful. I, I don't even know what you're talking. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Is this about Night Trap? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, let, let's. Uh, Move on to Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Hey, we just uh, lost a member of Laser Time to this trailer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, been given a release date of September 19th, uh, uh, coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and we'll have a, a actual story. Uh, they yep. came out with a trailer that like shows the two worlds a story mixing. Trailer. Let's it's remember, beyond MVC3 just- had a story. 
But this sure. one, this one has fucking Brett all over it. Like, for fuck's sake. like couldn't have been told better in a multi-billion-dollar <laughs> movie cinematic universe. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if Sigma from Mega Man X and Ultron could have fused <laughs> during yeah. the Super Boss for. I love that. I and love if, that. I don't know how much to credit our good buddy Brett on that. Our good Brady Brett. Dude, I literally <laughs> don't know. Uh, but the idea that Sigma, the supervillain of the Mega Man X franchise, wow. meets up with Ultron, the supervillain of the Avengers franchise. Sigma, for you old folks out there, a uh, robotic Yule Brenner. And mm-hmm. they agree that they want to kill all living life. Mm-hmm. And so they team up to basically be Ultron wearing a shirt of Sigma's face. And then they're right. getting Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. and so then we get a pretty cool action-packed cutscene where Ultron has conquered Asgard, mm-hmm. and then the Avengers and Capcom Fun Boys show up. And I actually love that it. I love that it Capcom ends. Fun Boys. I, I, I have Fun Boys. Get a room. <laughs> I love that it ended with Chris Redfield like shooting that was a gun awesome. at him, and yeah. he's like. Commander Redfield. Hey, Chris is here. <laughs> I, I he just shot, he used his most powerful weapon against me, and he got my attention. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I liked it, and uh, you know I'm dying to see if Spidey is Spider Man in it. I am I am certain Spider Man is in it. It's just one of those things. Like, well, they won't reveal him until. Until uh, Homecoming's about out, I would say that would be my guess. But uh, they, I'm I'm just glad that the story I don't want to say that much, but usually it's after that. Like Spider-Man gets revealed after his. Movie's I know for out Ultimate, games. I knew for Marvel versus Capcom three and for Disney Infinity, mm-hmm. it was a long time before they showed actually Spider-Man, and I was like, and they they waited wait for the movie to come Spider-Man. and go. Spider-Man, yeah, it sounded like spite. So, it sounded like Spider-Man. some sort of yeah, yeah. It sounded like some sort of deal, I'm, but. I'm, but, I mean, now Marvel wouldn't have spite with Mar- uh, Spider-Man Homecoming because it's kind of their movie. Mm. I'm just glad that the story has moved beyond uh, PNGs of Ryu and Cyclops moving towards each other. There's an entire <laughs> there's an entire comic book about how fat of... I'm not going to read a fucking fat of two comic. There's a story behind MBC3. And it, they, didn't, they didn't need one for MBC1 or in, because, mm. like... Those series had crossed over so much already. Yeah. Like it just seemed like mm. a natural. Like, I actually secretly like that that the Ryu and Cyclops like just two static images moving it towards each other yeah, until they shake, shake hands. hands. That'd be, that'd it does. Cool. It does. It, it for me. Like when you do my obituary, have that be the screen wipe. <laughs> like then pull apart and come together. Well, I, I I remember like having a conversation with Brett years and years and years ago where I was like, yeah, well, it's interesting that like these characters are crossing over, but like the question in my mind is always like. But, you know, I, I want to see them interact. I want to see what, what the story would be. Like, mm-hmm. when they come together, like, how, how do they play off each other? And I think four story trailers for MVC3, I think everybody forgot. No, yeah. I remember and, and seeing, They're like, really good. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they were. They were mm-hmm. good cut scenes of just, like, fan service of seeing, like, Captain America saving Chun-Li other. and fucking mm-hmm. Iron Man rescuing beautiful Joe. Mm-hmm. So my, my question is, since we have Evil mm-hmm. Ryu and was it Rage Ken? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm getting that wrong, I'm sure. It's for Ultra Street Fighter. Are we going to have Nazi Captain America? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. With Mjolnir. Uh, Everybody oh, keeps bringing boo. that up. Like that, You're that's spoiling not like, a comic book by it's saying like, that's that. Like one, comic it's book. like 190th of a comic of like Captain America's origin. Like Quite honestly, like, I don't care. Like, I'm not I don't, I don't even secret. read comic books. I'm not going to criticize. I it's so a, time I for a quick do. Cape Crisis update hey, here. do it, Hank. Uh, I'm not going to read Secret <laughs> Empire. I'm not paying for it. I would love to be proven wrong that by the end of it, people are like, this was actually really a crossover. But, like, Civil War II really was made me just go, like, I'm, I'm going to take a little Marvel break now. And, and then this one is just like, 
Okay, so what's going to be the end thing of Secret Empire? That Cap isn't Hydra anymore and that they're all like, okay, we fixed it, the end. Or if, if it's not predictable, then it's a bad ending. Like, that's the best ending is that Cap goes back to normal. Otherwise, it's like, no, he didn't go back to normal. Or he's a guy from another universe. It's just like, no. I just, and I, I'm maybe t- he's still worthy because he's secretly working to undermine Hydra. Uh, no. I know nothing about this it's series. It's a dumb I don't care. story. Anyway, in the game, they uh, they confirmed Hulk, mm-hmm. Strider, Chun-Li, Rocket Raccoon, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, Sigma, and Ultron. Chris Redfield. Ah. They, they show. They kind of show. But can I team up Dan with uh, Steven Merchant's Allergic to the Sun Man from, Old, <laughs> uh, from Logan? <laughs> that movie, uh, that's not so. in the hey, same universe. Hot fuzz commentary, ladies and gentlemen. We just did it the other day. <laughs> Who would have thought that Steven yeah. Merchant would be the winner of the two of him and Ricky Gervais? Like, he, he is <laughs> hashtag winning. He's is doing, he? Well, in my estimation, who's the one who keeps doing fucking David Brent shit by himself and everybody's like, this is a little sad now. That, who's that, the one of those two? The show about the retarded guy was pretty... Uh, pretty yes! You know, it was not well, meanwhile, good. Ricky, well, meanwhile, Steve Merchant is like, I'm going to act and mm. write my own stand-up and just do stuff and it'll just be funny. I mean, right the ladies made a show that sucked. It, Hello, well, it wasn't good. I'll watch every episode of Ladies Man twice before I watch Derek. It's Hello Absolute Ladies, you guys. I forget what not I was... Ladies Man. What I was reading, it was like some some parody thing. It might have been like Eager or something where it kept like referring to Ricky Gervais as just Stephen Merchant's fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's no such thing as God? Every time, it's very interesting that I feel that way. It's so weird to hear Ricky Gervais talk about how how awesome it is to be an atheist, and then punctuate it with a laugh that sounds like it's going to start a mariachi band. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I much prefer Stephen I, Merchant. I can't hate the man who invented Monkey News. Yeah. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack Four is coming this fall, and we'll have Jack Fibbage Blacks. Three. Well, <laughs> which Fibbage has kind oh, of fallen boy. out of. I mean, Fibbage is what got us into streaming Jackbox well, games. First game I saw that implemented like no controllers but iPhones. Yeah. To where like eight people can be on my couch and across the universe. Quiplash overtook it, it's true. But it's Quiplash faster. But Fibbage now. was funnier. Yeah. Fibbage is funny because it's literally just make the best joke. Quiplash is trick people. Trick people and make a game out of it. Because I showed you some of the other Jackbox games today. We yeah. fucked around with them just because Tr- what was it? Trivia murder party. Trivia murder party. Like it, it was. Then, it was more about fuck. Like trying to fuck your friends over and like gamify yeah. stuff rather than make your make someone laugh the most. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, use your words had a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but they're. I don't know. Fibbage is really good with that though, because yeah. it, it it involves strategy, not just mm-hmm. Uncle Cosby's House of Auschwitz, which again <laughs> will win every it's single time. It's about trying to come up with a most convincing lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you're if you want to be really funny, you basically like. Throw your game, mm-hmm. like because everybody will know that's not that can't be the truth. Yeah, uh, I mean, but like every Jackbox Party Pack, you'll they'll come with three or four other games, which will be like kind of underrated, and uh, it'll cost you know like twenty something dollars. And yeah, like it, Fibbage is just or, or sorry, Quiplash is just so much fun in the uh, what Jackbox Party yeah. Pack three that like I feel like we've. Yeah, we have kind of ignored the other games in yeah. there. Like we played a bit of TK. Right. We played TKO, 
the wrong way, okay. just the two of us when there should have been a third person. And again, I'm going to use this photo of the shirts we made to, to blackmail you for the rest of my yes. life. Yes. Well, it's so visible over audio. Yeah. It's not... It, well, why did I pull up... Ryan Landretti in your Alfred chicken? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Watering cans! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, by the way, the, the, like we are officially Chairman Steve's House of In-Jokes. I want to yeah. just ah. give a shout-out to Jonathan Wilson <laughs> and his fucking commercial that he made for us. It's on our yes. YouTube channel and Facebook page. It is ridiculous if you like this show that was beautiful yeah. it's <laughs> god but uh i, I laughed so home. hard and it so perfectly captured the tone of those uh, shitty 90s yeah not to toot our patreon horn again but we do do uh we do jackbox streams with our patrons uh first week of every month so and i definitely want to play more of the jackbox games mm-hmm. and maybe also use your words see how it works out because mm-hmm. uh, yeah they're just Fun games to play. I think from here on out, when we're waiting for fucking uh, like everybody to show up, we'll just do that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, also, into news, as I sorry, load up my email. Uh, Friday the 13th is coming out on Friday the 26th <laughs> of May. Double scary. <laughs> but uh, that game looks real cool. I'm so excited. I can't wait for I'm it. So excited. I, yeah, I, I I love the Friday the Thirteenth series mm-hmm. movie series. Uh, so it's coming out with the multiplayer in May, and then the single player campaign that they kind of delayed the game. I think to add on. Yes. that's coming in the summer. They should delay it until October yeah. when the next Friday exactly. the Thirteenth. Just, just have it up for Halloween. I can't believe I gave up in September looking for Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> I, I did yeah. that today. I scrolled just I a little farther on my calendar. <laughs> they could have released it last month on Friday I the Fourteenth. Uh, full disclosure: I kickstarted that game, mm-hmm. so uh, somebody in this room is getting a copy. What? Dibs. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it could just be like the developer and publisher are not well known. Like, can you wait? Six months to put out your game just because it's yeah. it's they, a cute release date. The Fri- Friday the thirteenth of October. Weird. That's when you do the Steam sale. Yeah. Well, mm. it is yeah. a licensed game too. It is, so, but know. they they really went overboard in uh, in classing it up. Like Tom Savini, I think, yeah. was one of the stretch goals that like he came mm. in and designed the. The gore effects and Tom, well, I just mean with a license, you wait six months. That six months of your license, you're not selling your game. Tom Savini is in the in the top ten human beings in your mm-hmm. life that we don't. I do not want to wait till he's dead. Till You'll we miss say him that. when he's gone. He's baby. amazing. So it's it's going to be digital only at launch. They will have a retail release that'll be sixty dollars. Uh, it comes out at thirty bucks, I believe. Uh, but yes, I, I'm guessing when the physical re- retail release comes out, that'll be October. Mm. Um, so did Kane Hodder do the motion capture? I think he did. Uh, no, it's Crispin Glover. He does a dance. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's his eyeball popped out, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the time you have heard this... There would have been the stream reveal of Call of Duty World War Two. Ah. Whatever's going on on that. That ah, was yes. Wednesday isn't morning. That, that is the least clever. Isn't that crazy? Like, they're just... Isn't there some sort of nuance usually to the Call of Duty titles? At least it's just a, a modicum of it. Like, World at War. <laughs> Modern Warfare. I think they just World War II. throw you right into it. It's, just it's, like, it's like SEO, it's baby. Come yeah. on. It just... I, I thought I could make... People the... aren't searching for World of War. They're searching for World War Two. Well, it's that, WW2. That is not... That is... N- not a bad argument yeah. because if someone's searching for any Call of Duty pre-modern warfare, they're probably putting WW two and not uh, knowing the fucking name of it, yeah. uh, and they'd, be, they'd end up finding so this one. The but next one the, will be Call of Duty shoot terrorists. I, sure, I, but 
you don't have to deal with that anymore because everybody can shoot and punch Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I the mean, Japanese. Look, we'll apparently. be dead by next year. So who cares? <laughs> like, it'll, it'll just be like, nobody Bank, wants war Bank. games now. We got World War III. Don't think like that. We'll all be in heaven next year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Although, we'll Ran- all be heaven. I think it was Randy Pitchford pointed out that uh, uh, fuck him. Brothers in Arms, uh, whatever the one published in 2008 was, the special edition had like almost identical art. Yeah, because nobody's taking a picture of a soldier holding his dog tags before. They nope. thought of that. And Randy Pitchford came up with that idea in I had four ideas, and if someone comes close well, to like, it, it made me wonder, like, is there like a, some iconic stock photo that I don't know about of this? Where well, they I, did, both I said that somewhere. I watched the amazing documentary series on Netflix, Five Came Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for some reason watched Saving Private Ryan, and like, Steven Spielberg had access to these classified oh, yeah, footage, yeah. and like, some of this... The opening of Saving Private Ryan, like you didn't get to see that America. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg did, and put uh, it in his movie, and it's exactly the same as like the footage John Huston saw it. shot while he was getting shot on the beaches of Normandy with a camera. My fa- my favorite response to Randy Pitchford saying that was somebody replying like, "Yeah, well, you ripped off this for Battleborn, and it was a picture of the Battleborn cover art, and then a picture of a pile of garbage." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, but but like. I don't feel like, I feel like we've been talking to people almost a decade at this point, and like we don't often acknowledge that we live through cycles. Yeah. But like the latest Call of Duty is World War II, which, by the way, less than ten years ago we couldn't get wait to get away from it. Totally. And this is just the subtitle. Yeah. Uh, we were all disappointed by World at War, a very good game from Treyarch. Yeah. Um, uh, like we all were disappointed that they they, went, they didn't go modern again. But that's where Call of Duty started. I was going to say, and it's not true, that Call of Duty has spent more time in World War II than in, <laughs> in the, World the War. modern era oh, no. because of the annual cycle of Activision. That is way not no true. Way. Like, uh-huh. Not at all. Like When they purchased Infinity Ward, that became not true at all. But they spent funny. more time in outer space or World War One. <laughs> it is mm. funny that they go all the way into outer space, the farthest forward in time they've ever gone, and now they're like, all right, back to World War II. We, it's nuts. We went too far. No more outer space. <laughs> well, is, this one's a sledgehammer game, too, so is. we haven't... The, the sledgehammer one was really good. And I'm dying to play a World War II game. Mm-hmm. We don't... Remember when we had a glut of that and we're so tired of it? We were all working together. Yeah. And, well, like, Omaha I, I remember... Was the new song. And it literally yeah, that, doesn't that exist a, anymore. That was a Penny Arcade joke. Omaha yeah. Beach is the new hawk. Back when they were funny. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but it, I'm throwing out all the hot takes yeah. today. <laughs> I mean, I want to see what the PS4 and Xbox One can do with uh, an Irish immigrant putting his guts back in his stomach on Normandy. Whatever you can do to get the greatest generation to buy a PS4 Pro, I say <laughs> you do. I, I'm looking forward to hold F to hold, put your guts back in. <laughs> use use Eagle Vision to find arm. Yes. <laughs> Different franchise. And oh, my bad. While that generation was going to war, we were playing the Super Nintendo, uh, mm. which has a classic edition that may be in the works. Yeah, uh, it's weird. Everybody has been talking about that like it's a sure thing. Well, and it's, there a, has, it, it's, it's very been... weird timing because Nintendo just discontinued yeah. the NES classic edition. So we naturally assume they're going to show great reverence to the next uh, yeah. <laughs> classic. I mean, thing. it's more money. You can't possibly make controllers. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just it's like people are infuriated because they wanted this thing, and Nintendo is ignoring money on the table. Yeah, yeah, and, I could and see. I, them. I would only say I wish I could just grab them by the shoulders. Like the NES legacy will not save you. <laughs> like any way you can sell this in a Target, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Oh do yeah, it right Nintendo now. should just be like, if you could make another. 
$10 million? Let's yeah. just do it. I don't know how powerful the guy in the virtual console section of your place is, but it, you're not going to make $6 in Mario 3 for the rest of your life. <laughs> they, they talk you, in hushed tones when they walk by his cubicle. Like, I mean, it's it's technically easier for me to get a ROM than it is to go to Amazon and buy this shit, which I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, I, I don't want the Super NES Mini to then be another thing like, oh, you didn't line up at 3 a.m.? Fuck you. Yeah. Or like... You, then you better give me five hundred bucks because I did line up at three a.m. There were not, there was not a good pre-order cycle for the NES mm-hmm. Classic, and hearing this just made me like sigh. Like I want this, but I, I don't know if it's I'll all, ever get. I one. mean, I don't think Nintendo will have the same, even the, mm-hmm. even close to the same amount of success that they had with the NES Classic mm-hmm. because people just remember the NES like mm-hmm. more fondly than the Super Nintendo. I mean, the games are better on Super Nintendo, but they like are. people. Know the NES more as as mm. as as much as we look back at it fondly. No, it's absolutely the nostalgia true. is way harder for it's the NES. Absolutely true. So, sadly, like fucking the SNES is Simpsons season season eight. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> also good. Yeah, really great. Yeah. But like, people don't remember. <laughs> but I mean, I think the NES Mini for me kind of drew out like one of my biggest frustrations of like the last couple of years. Like, I feel like. When an item used to be sold out, you could go on Amazon and either back order it or at least say, like, hey, email me when you have it back in stock. Now it's just like, all right, we'll immediately shunt you over to the next available scalper. And uh, Amazon's official price is suddenly $400. Yes, yeah. I, I want. I want I I thankfully Caleb thank you so much for helping me get an NES classic very nice um, I I'm holding right now with my PC parts my new video card I ordered the third party uh, ah. NES controller extenders yeah, because I want necessary. to make it a permanent part of my entertainment center my girlfriend's sister came over and like loved it she loved the NES mm-hmm. mini uh, it's a great addition to like I do hate that they like oh people want to sit Indian style on the floor while they play <laughs> yeah, this no the PS4 is in the in the studio. Mm-hmm. Technically, but like the NES Mini can stay in the living room because it looks cool, and more people will care about it yeah. who walk through the door. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk like like I know anything about this, but it seemed sure. to have been made with very Japanese mentality. In that, like, number one, yeah. you know, the the sitting on the floor thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to pattern it more after the uh, Famicom. Famicom Mini, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but also that there was this attitude, like, we'll just produce it in very small numbers and our few diehard enthusiasts will come out and buy it like Nintendo wasn't expecting it like to be this massive must have yep. Christmas toy that then nobody could get it is, it is the last and last time I mean that both ways that I'll line up at a GameStop hmm. because I had no other option I'll wow. never do that again and it is also the last time I've done that <laughs> um. <laughs> and that's the news that's the news let's move on to the community segment which is all was segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was has there ever been a game character that you regretted killing? Hank, you weren't here last week. Did you have an answer? Oh boy. Uh yeah, all my all my Pikmin I accidentally walk like yellow <laughs> Pikmin I accidentally walk into the water Aww. and they all just die immediately. Mm. That that really scared me. <laughs> Is there like one color of Pikmin that you like liked over another? Or do hey, all Pikmin wait a lives minute. matter? All Pac- all Pikmin lives matter. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'm gonna make you a T shirt that says that. Oh. So uh and, Davey, you wrote notes here. We'll start each entry by saying the game name. If you don't want it spoiled, just skip ahead to the next VGA dude talking. Should we put in timestamps here? I think no, if you, like, if you, you hear, hear me, a voice. Yeah, if you hear me say a game name and, oh, I haven't played that, okay. skip ahead to the next guy. Okay. And then hopefully that's not a game you played. 
the first responder in the forums was Frankly Man, who picked Shadow the Colossus and said, The Colossus from Shadow the Colossus, but not all of them. While this game is in my top ten of all time and did a great job at making you question your actions, some of the Colossus fights were lengthy and frustrating enough on the first try that I didn't care at the time. Also, they started it! <laughs> However, most others are portrayed as gentle, lumbering creatures that are oblivious to you, let alone wish any harm, making it all the more sad since you're basically killing the last of its kind. Agro should have thrown me into the canyon. Revisiting this game still stings at times for this reason, but like a great sad film, it's still worth it, and I'm glad games can also have that effect for me. Deadhead Raven said, uh, picked Red Dead Redemption. Oh Undead man, say that Nightmare. three times. Fast. Boy. Deadhead Raven picked Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, and said. I really regretted killing the Sasquatch in Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. It went a bit wrong for me. I completed the mission to hunt down and kill all the Sasquatches, and then you meet the last one who is screaming for you to kill him because you have wiped out his entire family and has nothing to live for. I reluctantly agreed and went to shoot him in the head. He somehow survives. I'm really bad at most games. And then stands up and runs for his life. I then chase him down and shoot him in the back, all the time thinking to myself, it's okay, little fella. It'll all be over soon. Man, did I feel like shit? <laughs> Nude Tain picked Skyrim and said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still sad I killed Parthernax in Skyrim, the nice dragon voiced by Mario. I only killed him to carry on with the Blades quest line, but it turns out that was basically the end of their story anyways. So I killed an eons old magic lizard for like 10 gold and a shitty sword. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if you if you want to side with this Blades guy, you kill Parthenax, or you can side with the cool dragon who teaches you shit and say, fuck off, Blades guy, I'm better than you. Ah, why are you, why are you stabbing me where fire comes out? Uh, Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo pecked <laughs> Metal Gear Solid and said... Joey Jojo! <laughs> the first game character I ever regretted killing was Meryl in Metal Ugh. Gear Solid. When I first played that game, it was around 2000 when I was like 7 or 8 years old. Wow. So I was pretty bad at it. It actually took me months to beat it, despite the fact that I was obsessed with the game. Anyway, when I got to the interrogation scene where Ocelot tells you you must withstand his torture to save Meryl, I completely misunderstood his instructions and pushed the cancel button on the controller to give up. I think I thought you were supposed to alternate between the two buttons or something like that. My friend who I'd been taking turns playing the game with was actually the one that was playing at that time, and I had to reach over and press the button because I thought I was helping him. He was understandably pissed. When I finally got to the end of the game, I realized what I had done and was super depressed. Shortly after that, my mom took the game away because she decided it was too violent, and I didn't get a chance to save Meryl until years later when I was 12. And she finally decided to give the game back to me. That was last Thursday. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Soren7550, thank you for the cookies, I believe. Um, pick State were of Decay. poisoned? Uh, no, no, they were oh. delicious. And at New York Comic Con, uh, said, uh, I, I, don't, I don't go out and kill him per se, but I got him killed nonetheless in State of Decay. Who's, um, there was a She's randomly generated survivor, Eli, Eli Grayson. Nice guy, wore a sweater, was prematurely gray. I'm out and about to, <laughs> I'm out and about in town uh, somewhere near the courthouse if I remember right scavenging for supplies when I'm accosted by a bunch of zombies 
Nothing I uh, can't handle except a screaming zombie makes its way into the fray and draws more zombies to me. One of the drawn-in zombies is another screamer, which brings down more zombies on poor Eli. He fought bravely, was even able to get back up after being knocked down twice. For the third and final time, he was literally torn in half while Ooh, screaming. I hate when that happens. Like the guy in the glasses in Shaun of the Dead. Hmm. Uh, coincidentally, uh, that's probably the most horrible death I've ever seen in a video game. Steven Tobolowski's Dune. <laughs> I sure picked, as heck if I remember that. Pick Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It said, In KOTOR, you are the Sith Lord Darth Revan, and you can be seduced back to the dark side. Spoilers! Usually I have no problem with the consequences of an evil playthrough because I never consider it to be canon. You kill a lot of your friends in your path to take over the galaxy, but there was something especially heartbreaking about Mission Val's death. You tell the Wookiee Zalbar to kill her because he owes a life debt to you. He's not evil at all. In fact, Mission and Zalbar are best friends, and he literally <laughs> begs her to join Revan just so he won't have to kill her or break his life debt. She refuses, and you force persuade him that his life debt is more important than one life. Big Z screams, <laughs> Forgive me, Mission. Before killing her, I have wow never been able to so clearly label something as pre-Disney in my entire life. That's that's fucking harsh. harsh. Poor Mission Veo, named after a town in California. (laughs) Uh, First-time responder Bready BB8 picked Wolfenstein. What? Bready B88 or B88 possibly? B88. Bready. B88. Instead of BB88, it's Bready B88. Uh, picked ah. Wolfenstein the New Blood and said, uh, choosing to uh, to kill Wyatt uh, and Wolfenstein the New Order was an awful decision in retrospect. If you aren't familiar with the game, in the beginning you're forced to choose which one of your two companions get to die a very brutal death. Spoiler, you also have to fight a mech with their brain at the end as well, essentially killing them a second time. Uh, I liked Fergus more as a character and yet uh, and let Wyatt die in my first run through. However, on my second run through, something happened that didn't really set uh, in my first time for whatever reason. Wyatt saves you from being killed by a Panzerhound and says, I hope you uh, do the favor for me one day, sir. I got chills as soon as I realized that what I had done. I let a kid die who saved my life. I basically owed him my life and I killed him. Whoops, the daisy. <laughs> well, I mean, Wyatt's his last name. His first name's Probst, so mm. I wouldn't feel too bad. Mm. Uh, D Hood ninety chose Zoma and said, "Near the end of the game, you en- encounter a person who is the last human alive. She's mm. incredibly sick, and it was implied that if you left her alive, that she'd suffer a lot of pain and misery. You killing her was mercy, and if you stay with her to comfort her, she is grateful. However, mm. I felt like I committed genocide on my own sh- species in that moment." I paused the game and sat in depressed silence for five minutes when that happened. In the Laser Time community on Facebook, first time we're mining that for answers. Beautiful people. Carlito Zan chose Until Dawn and said, Chris in Until Dawn missed the last shot and he lost his head on my first run. Nice dude. Didn't deserve it. I don't know if you can save him. Tom Grants, also from the Laser Time community on Facebook, chose Walking Dead Season 2 and said... The dog at the beginning of season two. 
That was probably the most upsetting thing I've done in a video game. I actually finished that episode, put the game down, and never finished the season because I'm a snowflake <laughs> that values human life less than a dog's. A fake, a dog. fake dog. That poor dog. <laughs> so, uh, ready to laugh? <laughs> Jason Gallatin Carhart Cole chose Pokemon for his Whoa. video response. Good morning, VGA. This is Gallatin Carhart here on a rainy Sunday morning. I'm here at the uh, 4-H horse camp. There's a couple kids kind of pack it up. It's about time to start heading out. <clears throat> and I just wanted to answer uh, this week's question of the week. And that was like, what character did you have a second thought about killing? <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you, well, it's in the not middle killing. Pause. I always have a second thought about when I play Pokemon. And taking and when you take on the toddlers, I think there's a toddler in every game probably. There's, there's a toddler, you walk up, and they want to pick a fight. And you're supposed to be better than that. But you don't. You go ahead and, and say, sure, little little junior, I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna take your Pokemon out and I'm gonna make you cry in front of me like a little baby. And, and you do. You knock them down, you pull out your Charizard and just bam. Knock them all out. And I should feel bad. I mean, I still do it. I'll do it every single time. And I'll take their money. It's, what's funny is you, you, you take out their Pokemon and you take their money. You're, you're a bully. In every Pokemon game, you're a bully if you really think about it. But whatever. I enjoy it. And hey, you want to pick a fight, kid? Jason Cole, rule of life number one. You hit me, I hit you back harder. So, you know, if Junior wants to try it, let him. So, still Step makes up me to feel me, a bad, but not by much. All right. Y'all take it easy. And hopefully it's not raining out your way. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. The only thing just that, that shattered the rustic scenery was like a fucking Toyota Tercel driving behind him. <laughs> behind a fucking completely wooden barn with horses neighing. <laughs> I'm getting wet, Wilbur. I, I just want to say it's actually a pretty good visual to watch that because he's it talking is. about like regrettable killing. Mm. He's like wearing <laughs> he's staring a, off in the distance. a black hoodie yeah. in mm. overcast yeah. Downpour. <laughs> I remember the time I killed the toddler. Yeah. Uh, Barney69 hey, picked Metal Gear Rising is his video response. Hey, VGA and guest. It's me, Barney69. Hey. I'm stuck in traffic. It's been an hour since I left work. It's like a Fred Stick. But uh, thankfully your podcast came out. I've been bumping that. And uh, I'm going to answer question of the week um what video game person character would i want to bring back and simply i want to bring back Jetstream sam from uh, metal gear rising uh he, he's probably the coolest character in that game next to the dude who eats pizza and oh, oh how do chat so quiet like that guy he's cool he should have his own game too but Jetstream sam i think there's actually dlc but there is. Yeah. I kind of like. I don't have the attention span to like remember when DLC comes out. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Love you guys, especially you guest. Guest, you are my favorite. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> all of you have a good day. 
Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, Fuck you, you guest loving uh, commenter. Never, never putting another Barney sixty nine response <laughs> in this uh, segment again. I'll I'm kidding. I, I want. Maybe, I want the uh, the the scientist who keeps talking about revolutionizing the elder care industry. I want him to have his own game. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Barney sixty nine wouldn't be sucking traffic if someone hadn't ordered a giant rib that tur- turned over our car. I don't mind sucking your dick, Fred, but my nose is near a soul. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, it is a 69. Uh, Sane Rain chose Overwatch for his video response. November 2016. We were attacking the Temple of Anubis, pushing the enemy team back. Our Reinhardt was set up front with Soldier 76 and Zarya beside him, being backed up by Mercy and a plucky young Hanzo. So dramatic. I was up high as Farah. Lobbying damage across the enemy point, trying to scatter them. Just feel something about that. We were already down to our last 30 seconds, and we were pushing hard. My ultimate was ready. But I got hit with a few good shots, and my health went low. So I dropped down. Tried to get the health back that was under the bridge. That's when the enemy tracer popped around the corner. I didn't even know I reacted until it was already too late. Fired a rocket right where she was standing. <laughs> Blast took her out. But it took me out as well. I forgot about the splash damage. <laughs> I'm up in the air all the time. I forget it can hit me as well. And I went down. <laughs> Reinhardt wasn't enough to hold the line without me. Everyone fell soon as well. We lost in the end. Some people said it was GG. <laughs> but I know it wasn't GG. <laughs> Why am I crying right now? That shit was... <laughs> Please go watch that video. That was fucking excellent. That was really good. Uh, Mem Insane Rain. Oh, Mem so Insane Rain, buddy. Good uh, job. Yeah, he, the person he regrets killing most was himself. <laughs> um, finally, Easy Peasy chose Undertale for his audio response. So again, if you don't want to spoil Undertale, skip ahead until someone else is talking. Hey, guys. Chris from Brooklyn here, otherwise known as Easy Peasy. Just want to give a shout-out to my boy, Brendolph, for his always entertaining shenanigans in Yoshi's Island. Also, I guess the person I regret killing the most is Toriel from Undertale. I did not expect that you could spare her. I uh, didn't know you could. I guess being a hot-headed Italian and all, I just didn't have the patience. Oh! All right. Gobble ghouls to goats, etc. <laughs> all right. That's your Italian listener today. Dude, Peace. I went. I went to the Mexican grocer next door. They have gabagool. Ah, <laughs> I bought a bunch gabagool. of it. Got a bunch of gabagool in the fridge. It's great. Stugatz's mm. balls. Oh, yeah. Gabagool is like capicola, yeah, right? Gabagola yeah. from Feech Lamana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just want to watch Sopranos all night. 
It holds up so fucking. He great. makes it in his own body. So good. So now Sopranos Chamber. is so like it is. It was made to be of its time. That's what I but love it, about it too. I, I guess that's part of it. Where like they're all using shitty old cell phones and complaining about modern things. The Pokemon cards—they're they everywhere. They exist in 1999. But like, the pacing yeah. and the beauty and like the fucking can't get no protection oh. out of this Jamba Juice. Am I right? <laughs> it's just too bad for James Gandolfini that he was just so good. But he was. He I was couldn't perfect. do anything else, Henry. I Wanted to. No one wanted to do nothing. I met somebody with Julia Dooley Dreyfus. Nobody wanted to watch him. His voice isn't really that high. He was. No, it's not. It's fucking. It's Stugatz. That's great. It's gonna be. You gotta talk. You gotta swell your throat out. Close your nose off. And then you start talking like Tony. Look at me. I'm big. That's the line from Where the Wild Things Are. I was the guy. I, I, I did the thing. I did the thing. R.I.P. Oh, God bless Polly Bull. New question of the week. What game should J- James Gall- Gandolfini have been in? Would he still be alive? R.I.P. I gotta go fast. I, I, I gotta go fast. With can, the, can, you like, uh, the dogs. can you do Woke Tony Soprano? Woke Tony Soprano. Uh, Gender is fluid. What are, we, what, are you, what are you judging for? Sully. Like, why you gotta, why you gotta judge somebody? Why so been- what? Why is everything a zombie here? So what? It's like you're born a poor, everywhere. You're born a poor asshole. Now you're fucking copper. Why yeah. can't this be person be born a woman and become a man? Like, why is this a big deal? Like, look what you did. Look what you did with all that you got. The street smarts and a little bit of instinct and boom, bada bing. That's, that's how it works. Evolution is not survival of the fittest. It's who can adapt. And like that's and that's what we do every day. Go out hat in hand and fucking adapt every goddamn day. Sorry, I rarely ever get the impression this well, and I nailed it, and I don't want to leave it for the moment. Can I just do my plugs like this? <laughs> uh, well, first, um, we need a new question. <laughs> How much did you tell up? <laughs> got a lot. Got a lot. New question of the week. If you could mash up the gameplay from any two franchises, have to be game franchises, uh, what would they be and which elements would you think would work well with each other? What would you pick and choose? Uh, me just scanning around the room at random, I'm going to say... Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and uh, Bubsy because I think it'd be really cool if you could run around at high speed collecting balls of yarn (laughs) and also whipping Nazis. I get behind that. Man, I was going to do that exact same joke of saying outrun and ducktails, and that's too you, you stole it from me. You can still do it. No, I want to do a real answer. Um, I'm faster than the fasties. <laughs> joke for you uh, 1950s fifties kids. I know, I I wouldn't mind uh, bayonetta style gameplay with her teaming up. With uh, actually the teaming up with Dante, a oh. real Bayonetta Dante crossover. Go go baby, that'd be cool. <laughs> I'm gonna say Alfred Chicken, just to head off the laser time community at the past. Ah, yes, thank Alfred you. Chicken and you know the watering kids are really cool. <laughs> and uh, let's say there's a Sega CD game with Robert Loja in it. And uh, no, wait, wait. Alfred Chicken and Double Dragon. Sewers! I'm a shock in these sewers. So Alfred and Bimmy can finally face off. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I'm Tony's a predator now, so I'm just going to say uh, Tetris with uh, something racist. 
Uh, How about that? The neighborhood's not what it used to be. We used to walk around here, feet on the fucking floor. No one would step to us. Made man and Tetris. Now all these Samoans and Puerto Ricans and goddamn, what's an unobservable? Madagascarians. Trinidadians. Trinidadians walking around here like they fucking own the place. Sticking out our jamba juice like we don't fucking live here. Like, we're not here every day. <laughs> All right. All right. Which two game franchises would you mash up, bringing their gameplay no. elements together? Not just character crossover, but actually think about which systems you'd combine. Uh, let us know. Go to lasertompodcast.com slash forums. First person to start the forum thread asking and answering the question gets read first on next week's show. Alternately, you can go to vidjagameapocalypse.com and answer in the comments for episode 211. Finally, you can go to the Laser Time community on Facebook, which is big and thriving and invite only. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. How do they, it's not how invite do they... only, just private. Oh, okay. Well, same you, difference. You well, can't okay, see yeah. it. You can ask to be friends. That's One of right. us will say, That's yes, right. he's one of us. He's allowed into Somebody has to raise the velvet rope <laughs> for you. <laughs> he's a good guy. Club. He's a good fella. Yeah. That's, they <laughs> never fucking made that reference in the entire never show. Did. Never once. Huh. Once they listened to the potted soundtrack. <laughs> that was that was it. Lo- that's, yeah, that's right when before we- Christopher. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, well, let's not hey. talk about how that Christopher died. We already got plenty I'll of spoilers. Literally a had a hand in that. I'll never pass a drug <laughs> test. God damn it, I love you, Henry. That's yeah. <laughs> that scene. Uh, I just want to make sure you're paying attention when we do the plugs. Ladiesandtimepodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> Don't make me come out here hat in hand. And I have to fucking tell you about patreon.com slash laser time. That's where we do shit. One show every goddamn week. Tell you exactly what we're doing. Tell you exactly what our nut is. We're there every goddamn day. Uh, every goddamn Tuesday. And this week we're coping with the loss of Brett. He got clipped. Yeah. Like a better job. Uh, literally, got Brett, off. Brett literally left laser time. For something we talked about the news. You can leave the family was, with no repercussions. He left the fucking family. He's dead to us. I don't talk to him. Uh, but you can, you can talk to us anytime you want. Lazy.podcast.com. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention we respect the old school. That's where I'm from. Uncle Junior told me how to be, what it was, what it, what it will be. And part of that is the Disney afternoon. The Disney afternoon is very important to me. And Capcom... Hey, they might have they might have paid up to the couple. There were a couple videos about a uh, Darkwing Duck, little tailspin, Rescue Rangers, Ducktales. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't talk about that just yet. But I assure you, Chris did that shit. Yeah. It's all done, uh, and it should prepare you for the epic thing we have happening next week, uh, which is a little change in format for the Laser Time Studio. You shouldn't have that much of a problem with it. Uh, yeah, I think you're really going to like it. I want you to check out that Darkwing Duck retrospective. YouTube.com slash LazyTime. LazyTimePodcast.com. We don't post that much. You can see shit we did two weeks ago. You hit the next page. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you want to hear and see some tings about those uh, Disney I afternoon collection games? A different Italian, but I'll allow it. Okay. I'm sorry. She's got a great ass. <laughs> uh, wow. uh, if you... Uh, so, Laser Time is a Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, where 
You have access to uh, a weekly bonus show, bonus time. Uh, you can hear Chris and I talk about uh, my, uh, a lot of recent adventures we've had, but also, you know, dealing with a post-bread oh, world. Passengers! How do you redeem Chris yeah. Pratt after that? It's crazy. I don't like that guy anymore. I'm a piece soap. It's funny. Peace soap. Yes, it's Same funny. It's Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yes, it's all great. See how many Deadpools they fingered. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and, point uh, it out. What are you fucking... Get your mind out of gutters. The all answer right. is it's a prime number. Uh, but also, Patreon is home to Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast. We'll be talking oh. about uh, Backlash soon. Payback. Payback. Pay- I'm back. never going to get those right. They're, it's they're Payback, too- then Backlash. So it's basically Paybacklash. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also... There's regular movie commentaries. We just did Hot Fuzz. True. We'll uh, have our, our May schedule up soon. Yeah, G.I. Joe, the movie yeah. with the Sergeant Slaughter. And that's literally the biggest star in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I also... Is he a bigger star than Judd Reinhold? Uh, he a, uh, no. Uh, I think oh, I speak, I think I speak for the family when I say unequivocally. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> uh, mock, mock trial with Sergeant Slaughter. I'd watch that in a second. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, we do a a Quiplash <laughs> slash Jackbox slash games you can play on your phone stream with our community. It's yeah. super fun. I love doing that stuff. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter is my yeah. Twitter handle. Follow me there. You can see my work on fandom.com. I write about comic uh, video games all the time. Maybe streaming Sometimes games all the time. Probably going to stream some Dragon Quest Heroes. Am I uh, right? I may have. Uh, well, actually... Mario Kart 8, we're going to be streaming uh, it a day beforehand because I've got a copy of it. Oh, I've been playing it, it's fun. This guy! Busted my Guillaume's over Chris, I think we might be streaming Mario Kart but 8 I think Deluxe. so, too, but he's got 24-hour lead time. That's everything, but, you rap bastard. Uh, and also, you can follow uh, my talking Simpsons exploits along with Chris and Bob Mackey, yes, the Bob Mackey, where we talk about every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning. We're deep into Season 5. What's a moida? <laughs> and also 302010 if you want to hear Brett like go off on Spider-Man 3 for 30 this minutes this would be the week this is the week for that you'll enjoy it uh Chris can can Tony get angry enough to uh whip out his dick you know you have but you, you know the Sopranos right yeah you know how Tony gets mad how does he get mad he does this <laughs> I'm the perfect candidate for sleep apnea death. I, I can barely breathe. Oh. Breathing like a man who's going to have a heart attack in his 50s. Take off your fucking hat. Take <laughs> off your hat in the restaurant. This is Audie's restaurant. She was a hooah, Tony. Do I got to fucking trot around here like the goddamn alpha male let you know what's up? Pull out my dick in front of everybody? Yeah, look at that. Breaking glasses everywhere. Every which way. Oh, glasses uh, safe. Man, what? You broke hey. your glass pants. Yo, my fucking bagagabots wasn't even anywhere near that glass. That was sound. <laughs> I broke the speed of sound shattered a glass. Shattered glass. <laughs> like, like fucking Peter Sarsgaard. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, he's reporting fake stories. <laughs> Oh boy! Stop Chuck saying the micro that. System stuff Stop doesn't exist. That. You made a fake. You did everything wrong, it. kid. You broke a lot of ethical barriers. Even <laughs> I don't do that. And I bribed Jason the judge. Jason Bought a Jamba here. Juice. <laughs> Different guy, but hey, just. Hey, Michael, can we do a favor here? Do you have a closer? Uh, just the usual plugs. A buddy, hot dad, has a great new fucking album. He's a friend of ours. 
Uh, light Sleeper iTunes. You want to do a little slow burn? Flame of the Soul. It's really good. Oh, you don't want to do this at all, we, do we, you? We usually close that with the theme song. Guy's been really good to us. I don't know. All right. We just, pay forward. Just this once. Oh, I love you. All right. I owe you one. It's my life. <laughs> All right, uh, as always... I've got a Chewbacca life that to you. <laughs> you, as, you have to kill Mission Vow. I know you love her, but you got to kill her. It's oh. Veo, like the computer from Sony. Okay. That's the one that Spider-Man uses. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Oh, the one in all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 500 uh, Days of Summer. A lot of bios. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.